Hello, hello, beautiful people. Welcome to the Sideline Speaks with myself, Brittany Jones, alongside Jason Collins and Kevin Walker, right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. What's going on, K Walk and Jay? All is well, all is well. Looking forward to another great one, guys. Y'all saw them cowboys. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. <laughs> all was well, Brett. All was well. <laughs> <laughs> K Walk, I think he wants me to do what I did last week. Was that last week? I think it was last, was last week. week. That was last well, week. I just had to remove him off the deck. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. Remember, just remember, we I didn't even get to what I had to say yet. Cowboys started what 12 and 1 the last two seasons, and what was the ending result? I, okay, I, there we I, go. I let's get. I live in, I live in the let's present. Get, I don't want to keep. Let's get old this stuff. started. <laughs> let's get this love started. It, love it. <laughs> well, that's new for a Cowboys fan. That's new. Uh, <laughs> but all right, guys, how y'all doing today? Jay got me going off with that comment in the beginning. Oh, don't start that crap today. Come on, we're trying to have a good day today. Good day. But you guys ready to talk some sports? Let's, let's do, it. do it. Let's get into it. All right. Let's do it. Now, before we get to the Cowboys, Jay just want to start us off with that. We got to get to Monday Night Football first. And as we all know, the Jets beat, defeated somehow the Bills 22 to nothing and they walk off. I guess you call it walk off. I know that's normally a baseball term, but I'm going to say it in football. Mm -hmm. Walk off, punt return, and overtime. That was amazing. Unfortunately, they did lose Aaron Rodgers after the first series. Wow. Um, but what, you, what were your thoughts on the game? What impressed you the most about this Jets team? K-Walk, I'm going to come to you first. Yeah, I think what stood out for me the most was that defense. That defense is uh, is legit, man. I mean, from mm -hmm. the front seven back to the back to the back four as well. I mean, they fly to the ball. They're able to close ground so quickly. I knew they were good. Robert Salas, their defense. Oh well, not defensive coordinator. He's a former defensive coordinator, but he has a lot of input in in that defense. And what they have with Q Williams on the defensive line. Uh, sauce as well on the back end and then other guys is filling in uh, i think it's johnson number uh, 11 i think it is i mean yeah, the way he feels he's fast and physical and i did not i expected good defense from the jets but i didn't expect a defense like that like we saw last night and you know for them to cause a uh, force three turnovers against josh allen says uh you know says a lot and that one interception uh as well was phenomenal the way he came off the ball i mean the way he came off his guy read the ball and 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 picked it off. I I when I as the more and more I was watching the game, I thought the uh, the Jets would defense would win the game because you didn't know what you were going to get with Zach Wilson. We saw his movies uh, his movie mm -hmm. last year, and it wasn't that good. But I mean, he did what he was supposed to do. He did not lose the game for them. So that stood out for me the most is that that defense and how much how physical and how fast they are. Yeah, I have to agree. Um, I don't know if I'm crazy, but right now. And we got and we got some two great defense in the national football team. Mm -hmm. And we have a real fan here with the 49ers and a, a switcher upper over in the corner there with the Cowboys. <laughs> Love you, Jay, but let's let's be real. You ain't you're not a real fan. <laughs> um uh I don't know. It's like the Jets, I think right now I gotta put them at number one as far as defense. Every level of the defense, it's like mm -hmm. there's no questions. Outside corners, safety, linebackers, defensive line with Quentin Williams. C.J. Mosley impressed me with his yeah. speed um, and his ability to cover a little bit. 
the Bills really couldn't get anything. It was really hard for them to move yeah. that football. Mm-hmm. Although they were able to get some shots, they just kept hitting <laughs> and putting pressure on Josh Allen. I'm most impressed uh, uh, with that defense, especially my guy, uh, um, Jordan. Is it Whitehead? Is that his name? Jordan Whitehead, Whitehead or right, mm-hmm. Whitehead or Whitehall? Yeah, I think so. Three picks. Three. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, you said funny, yeah, and he has a clause in his contract that gave him two hundred fifty thousand uh, dollars for having those three picks in the game. He has that clause. Bonus. In his that's a nice, little, that's a nice <laughs> right. payday. Right. Uh, very nice, very nice. So I'm very impressed. I kind of feel bad for him because you know with Aaron Rodgers, apparently with that defense, I really do believe they could have been Super Bowl contenders. I mean, like you said, K. Rock. Let's see how uh, Wilson does. I'm not real sure, but as long as he doesn't lose them games and he just right. plays how he's supposed to become a game manager, um, they should be okay because that defense will win them a lot of games. But Jay yeah, will for sure. Lost. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you guys 100% about the defense. So I'll go a little different way here. I, I think, you know, a, a shock for me or a surprise for me was sort of the reckless play of, of Josh Allen. I mean, hey, Walk, you've mentioned it before how, how this guy loves to take chances. Sometimes it comes up good, but. To me, too often it's been coming up bad lately. I mean, mm-hmm. credit to Jets defense for making the plays and getting those interceptions. But to me, some of those balls were were, were throws that should not have been made. So yeah. I really thought Josh Allen was careless with the football, took chances that he didn't need to take. And ultimately, I think that put the Bills in a really difficult position. But again, that's not to take anything away from the Jets defense. I, I agree with you guys. That is a championship level defense for sure, mm-hmm. without question. But obviously, the big story losing Aaron Rodgers, you just have to really wonder about what the future of this team is going forward. And can that defense win them football games in the NFL? I think it's going to be tough. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be interesting. And speaking of Josh Allen, Jay, since you, you brought him up, um, it's actually going to go into my next question. Um, I guess it's, I'm going to make this into a two-part question. So <clears throat> we look at Josh Allen, you know, coming out, he's six foot, what, four, 200-something pounds, could throw the ball way down the field, 60, 70 yards down the field, strong, physical, um, can run up, is mobile, right, um, decent accuracy. But do we think, do you think, I'm sorry, we look too much into physical attributes versus the consistency, consistency, did I say that right? Yes, consistency and proper execution of a player. And I don't mean like executing, execution of plays as a quarterback of a player. Do we look too much into physical attributes? Anyone can take this. Yeah, Britt, I I think it's easy to get enamored by somebody's physical traits, right? Guys Mm -hmm. that can run really fast or guys that can throw it 80 yards downfield or the ball just looks different when it comes out of their hand. I do think it's easy to kind of fall in love with that at at the beginning. But to your point, Britt, like accuracy, decision-making, consistency, to me, those are really the things that are going to win you games in the NFL. So it's almost like the, the wow talent that jumps off the page is great, but that's not enough. Like you have to have the other things. You have to be accurate. You have to be consistent. You have to be able to make good decisions. Right. And we saw that last night. I mean, Allen is as talented as they come, but to me, the decision-making was awful, and that put the Bills in a really difficult position. Hey, what? Any thoughts yeah, on I, yeah, I definitely agree. And, and I'm guilty of that as well, you know, because coming out, 
a couple of years ago, three years ago, when we had, you know, we had the Trevor Lawrence's, we had the Zach Wilson's, we had the, uh, the Trey Lance's, the Mac Jones, the Justin, the Justin Fields, that quarterback group. Um, I thought Zach Wilson was, I thought he was going to be a lot better because I was wowed by his physical attributes where yeah. the way he rolled one way and throw the ball, you know, the, the opposite, you know, the opposite direction on the, on the money, but, no one's guarding him. No one's chasing him. It's just, you know, one-on-one type deal. So, yeah, I, I got caught up in that. I, you know, I was a big fan of mm-hmm. Trey Lance as well. Got caught up in the physical attributes. But then now when you put him on the field and everything is moving now, now it comes that's what Jay alluded to is that the decision-making. How are you processing that defense? Can you go from your, your, your first progression to your second to your third and so forth and so on? Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you can't do that, then, then obviously you're, you're, you know, you're, you're going to be – um, you're, you're going to be noticed. Uh, you're going to be put on notice for that. And then if you can and to use your word, Britt, consistency, if you want to consistently do that, then everyone's going to start to say, yeah, this guy's not what he looked like in the underwear Olympics, as they mm-hmm. call it, you know, as far as the combines go. So, yeah, I, I definitely agree that we do get caught up in that. And I'm guilty as, as guilty as anybody else out there for sure. And so I didn't really say the second part of the question. I just realized that. But the second part of that question, before we move on, is do you think Josh Allen, after seeing what he's seen last night um, and seeing, matter of fact, let me read this to you guys. And I'm not trying to stir your, stare your decision or anything like that. Um, but recently someone just put up Josh Allen since the start of 2021 season, 34 games, 32 interceptions, 23 fumbles. Um, other than one special season in a famous playoff game that he lost, yeah. all Allen has done is be a turnover machine. <laughs> so with that previous question I asked, what we seen last night, what we know of Josh Allen to be, although he does have the physical traits, attribute, uh, attributes, um, strong arms, so forth, do you think he is still a top five quarterback in this league? Okay, well, I'm gonna come back to you. I I do think he is, I, but I think he mm-hmm. needs uh, he needs a coach like Brian Dable. I think if you look at those numbers that you mentioned, I think that those numbers uh, came up to be or started to happen once Brian Dable went to New York or came to New York for me. But um, I think once he lost Brian Dable, I think he lost that you know that that guy that quarterback whisperer, if you will, mm-hmm. and that's why we saw, kind of saw you know Daniel Jones at the end of last season or in the playoffs. Seen a different Daniel Jones under under uh, Brian Dable. Can't mm-hmm. say the same thing for Sunday night, but that's a different topic for <laughs> a later time. But um, Josh, uh, but yeah, I, I think that a lot of that plays into it is that he doesn't have a quarterback whisperer, and I think he has too much. Um, he has he has too much control over that offense, which allows him to play like that. I call it mm-hmm. that hero ball, uh, if you will. So that causes him, you know, to make bad decisions because he thinks he can win it, you know, with his legs or you know, win it by you know, uh, improvising, if you will. So I, I think, uh, you know. Uh, uh, a lot of that, you know, I th- still think he's a, a top five quarterback as far as talent goes. But if he continues to play like this, yeah, I, he's going to drop out real fast, though, for sure. See, Jay, before I send it over to you, I'm not sure, guys. Like, I, I really not, am not sure because we we always say quarterbacks need to lead their team, need to be winners. I have yet to see that from him, especially in tough games. He comes on the losing end every time, and it's usually because of a mistake, that a uh, bad decision that he decided to make. 
a throw that it was no need to throw that football all the way down the field when you got a tight end on a running back right in front of you with some room to uh, uh, roam or room to run. I, I'm still not sure. He reminds me a little bit of better mentality. <laughs> I will say that. Much better mentality, much better leader, I will hope, of a Carson Wentz. They play too much of that hero ball. Mm-hmm. You got the you got the traits. You, could, you have all the physical attributes, like we spoke about earlier, to be one of the top quarterbacks. <clears throat> but you're doing too much, and it's like you need to rein it back. And it's like they just can't. I hope this is not a regression situation like it was with a Carson Wentz. Um, I think Josh Allen, his mentality is better, so I, hopefully he could work those things out. But the last so many years. He's only gotten, but so far, and he continues to do the same thing each and every year. But Jay, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, Britt, like to me, the number one indicator if you're going to lose football games is turning the ball over. Mm -hmm. And you read that stat. I think you said 34 games, 32 turnovers. Like that is Mm -hmm. crazy. So so for me, Mm -hmm. top five has now become a reach. Like I don't think I would have him in my top five. Like if you start thinking about Mahomes and Burrow, to me, that that's not even close. They're they're the Mm -hmm. top two. Look, the way Tua played, if he could stay healthy, the accuracy that he throws the football with, Jalen Hurts has played good, Trevor Lawrence is on the come up. There's a whole slew of young quarterbacks that I think are making a lot of progress. And to me, it feels like at worst, Josh Allen is staying – at best, he's staying the same. And at worst, like you said, he could be going backwards. So Mm -hmm. top five's a reach for me now, especially after that performance last night. I think there's a lot of other guys in the league that I would probably take over him. Yeah, don't get me wrong. It's one game, but I think the problem with this one game is that we've seen it so many times before. We Mm -hmm. understand you're going to take the first game of the season for what it is, kind of, um, because things will change over the course of the season. Teams will get more chemistry. Timing of the offense will improve. Please, Lord, because I need it. (laughs) (laughs) If you know what I mean. Uh, My Eagles fans do. But, you know, hopefully he'll improve over the course. But right now I'm a little shaky. He might be sitting at six or seven with me right at this moment. But all right, guys, let's move on. Um, Before we move on to what Jay is probably looking forward to talk about, um, I want to talk about Aaron Rodgers for real quick. Mm-hmm. I know we, I spoke about him a little bit while we was talking about Bills and the Jets, but as we've seen, he tore his Achilles. He is out for the season. He's about 39 years of age, I believe, something like that. 39. Um, 39. Mm-hmm. Is this it for him, or do you guys see him making a comeback next year? Yeah, next year he should be good. Jay, I'm going to come to you first. It's tough. Like he'll be 40, like 40 is usually it anyway, if you think you're Mm -hmm. healthy. So to to be coming off an Achilles at 40, man, I I just don't see it happening. And is is he going to even have the will to like Mm -hmm. rehab through that injury? You know, all the painstaking days, the lonely times in the training room, like everything you have to do just to get yourself back and feeling good. Does he even want to do that? You know? So I, I, it wouldn't shock me if he decided to come back and play, but I mean, I think for all intents and purposes, like that was the end of Aaron Rodgers. Like he might come back mm-hmm. out and play a little bit here and there, but it's never going to be the same for him. I think the injury and age, like that combination of two things, I think it's just going to be too much to overcome. So unfortunately, I, I think this is probably the beginning of the end for Rodgers. <clears throat> 
K-Rock, before I ask you to answer the question about Aaron Rodgers, Jay, I have a question. Is there a problem with this artificial turf? I keep hearing players talk about this artificial turf versus the grass. Do you think they need to go back to the grass? Is this causing some injuries? Yeah, look, I certainly am not a fan of artificial turf. I broke my Mm -hmm. leg on artificial turf. You know, maybe if I was on grass, my foot doesn't get caught in the turf. And you hear guys talk about it all the time. So I'm Mm -hmm. definitely not a fan of, of turf. Um, but I don't know if this injury, what the turf had anything mm-hmm. to do with it. We've seen it before, like even with guys in the NBA who are having these problems with their calf, then they get back mm-hmm. out there maybe a little sooner than they're ready for, and bam, there goes the Achilles. So we know Roger's calf had been hurting him all throughout training camp, and then I think this was just, you know, that was kind of like a precursor, a warning that, hey, maybe something's going on in that Achilles, mm-hmm. and then bam, here we go. So. So, yes, Britt, I think the turf is a problem. I'd love to see everyone that could play on grass, Mm -hmm. but I don't know that it had anything to do with this specific injury. Okay, well, your thoughts on Aaron Rodgers. Do you think this is it for him and then the artificial turf versus grass? Well, there goes my rant. So uh, this is what I'm saying. That's why I was sitting there. I was sitting there. I am. That's exactly why I was putting my back up there. My apologies. I didn't know. No, you're good. You're good. You're good. You're good. No, um, I I definitely uh, agree with Jay. Um, I I think it's time to get get rid of the turf. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I I just think we got too many many valuable guys out there, guys who are making too much money investments um you know out there you know what um and you're putting these guys in situations just something as simple just looked like it was just a, a normal routine sack you know you've seen guys get sacked you know harder in in training camp than they did and and then he did last night and that and you can see he knew immediately like when he threw when he when he laid when he went down and he just threw the ball the way he threw yep. it um yeah jay you called it out immediately i just thought it was like a high ankle sprain at first but the more and more you know you talked about it, i started to see that calf, you know, move. But anyway, yeah, yeah. yeah that, it, with, with I've, I've never suffered a you know a serious injury. I broke my collarbone in a game, um, but it was it was on turf. But I don't, I think I would have broken whether it was turf or grass. But I never experienced. I mean, plus you hate those turf burns, man. And especially after the game, yeah. you got to get in those showers and then those things mm-hmm. burn like I don't know what. But yeah, for from a, a safety standpoint, I think it's time that you do get rid of this stuff and and you uh, and you go to natural grass. I mean, that's what the sport was was made to be played on. I mean, that's where when it first started, um, when it first created the game, it was on natural grass. Mm-hmm. So keep go back to the natural grass. There won't be any any complaints. There's enough money out there. You can have uh, you know you make enough money. You can have the natural grass in any type of stadium nowadays. So it shouldn't be any excuses in, in that regard. So yeah, definitely do away with the turf. I'm I'm one. 100% on board with doing that. And I would have said that even if Aaron Rodgers wouldn't have got hurt, but obviously mm-hmm. it's a topic because of Aaron Rodgers. Um, but to answer your question, does he come back from, does he come back from, it's Aaron Rodgers. We know he's one of the most competitive first people out there. And there was, there was a report out um, you know a few days ago that he said he wanted to play until he's 45. That might set him back a little bit. You know, he may retire <laughs> earlier, uh, but I don't think he wants to go out like that. I don't think he wants mm-hmm. to, his last game to him going walking off the field, um, you know, or taking off the field uh, on a cart. So I definitely think he'll make a comeback. Will he be the same? You know, we, we don't know because an Achilles for a guy in his prime um, is, is tough to come back from. But a 39-year-old or 40-year-old, he'll be 40 years old before the season's mm-hmm. over with, is going to be tough to come back from. So, But I definitely think he'll be back. Um, he's not going to go out like that. 
It's, it's definitely going to be interesting, but I, I, I think I agree with K-Log. I don't think he's going to go out that, that way. And we've seen some of the top stars in all across all sports. Yeah. You know, Kobe Bryant, remember Kobe people Bryant? though, I think yeah. he tore his Achilles. That was it. Yeah. He was like, no, he came back. Um, And then remember his last game, he dropped out 60 yeah, during his right? retirement year. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, Tom Brady, when he, prior to him finally retiring, he got hurt. Damn was out Marino. for a while. Yeah. Like so, yeah. I, that that type of competitive mindset. He at least got one more year. Yeah, I don't know if he'll make it yeah. to forty five, but he nah, at least is going to come back for one more year to show I still got it and I want to compete one more time. All right, guys, let's move on and let's and let's do away with ahead, hard knocks, man. Let's do away with hard knocks. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I like that show. Get yeah. get that out. It's, it's bad. Curse, man. man. It's bad yeah, it's bad <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Do have each team do their own scripted yeah. stuff. Exactly. Yeah, I like that do. better. Good call, right. Um, so I don't really don't want to talk about this, but we're going to talk about it because it was such pure domination. My goodness, I got to give it up. I mean, look, I, I just got to say what it is. It was pure domination. Embarrassing for these people, domination for those. Um, and that's the Cowboys destroying those New York Giants 40 to nothing? A, a nothing. donut? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Not one point? They couldn't even get a nothing? Right. So <laughs> is this more about how good the Cowboys are? Or is this more about how not so great the Giants are? Um, you know what, Jay? I hold you last. K Walk, I'm gonna come okay. to you first. Yeah, okay. man. I, I think you know, in this one, did you ever see the uh, did you ever see coming to America when they, they went in there and they came to America and they opened up the door and they wanted to get the apartment and they had the uh, they had the outline of the dog with the blind man oh, yeah. and had the outline. <laughs> dang shame what they did to that dog. That, that's exactly dang shame what the Cowboys did to the Giants, but um, <laughs> but um. Yeah, I think it's a combination of both here, Britt, to be honest with you. I, I, I um, Another defense that I knew it was a good defense. I knew it was a good defense, but the way they were flying around um, as well, it just made it look like uh, they, they were playing on, on grass, natural grass. We'll call it natural grass. And it looked like the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the Giants were playing in quicksand, man. They just couldn't move. It looked like they couldn't move, and it looked like the Cowboys – just was ahead of it. It was like they were in a huddle with the uh, the Giants. There was nothing that they they could do. Daniel Jones um, should have gave given back some of that um, you know some of that money that he uh, did. Mm-hmm. I mean that he that he, he he signed, even though he did reconstruct his contract a little bit. But good gracious, man! I mean, no one saw this coming. I don't care how big of a Cowboy <laughs> fan you are. No one saw this coming. I thought it was going to be a lot more competitive game than it was. I just there was just no words for it. I mean, Giants fans just you know went into the room, closed the door, and just waited for waiting for next Sunday to get here before they can, uh, which is not going to be a good feat for them. But nonetheless, I think it was a combination of both. I think the Giants worse than prepared, and I think the Cowboys are playing with a lot of uh, you know with a lot of uh, a, a big chip on their shoulder, uh, if you will. Now the offense didn't do that much because they didn't need to, because that, that defense did uh, a phenomenal <laughs> job of just winning the game for them. I mean, it went mm. two touchdowns, two, um, it was just unbelievable. But yeah, to answer your question, a combination of both. But <clears throat> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how to answer this question. To yeah, be honest. Yeah. Um, I, I guess I'm going to go the same way. I'm going to say combination of both, but man, them giants look bad. They, they look bad. And I'm in so much in agreement with you, K-Walk, as far as, 
how much they paid Daniel Jones. Yeah. Um, he should give some of that money back. Yeah. Seriously. You know, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt a little bit because they have no offensive line. Um, I don't know where their resources are going, but you have no offensive line. Um, where's your money? You didn't want to give Saquon nothing <laughs> at all. Where are your resources going? It looked that bad. And I know the defensive front of the Cowboys is already tough enough. But my goodness, you got to give this man some time. Um, and, and I mean, look, I did say last week I thought the Cowboys was going to win. I don't have that much faith in Daniel Jones. No disrespect to that man. Um, I'm happy he got paid. Congratulations to you. Was it well-deserved? Absolutely not, because um, the team is not great. I think Saquon Barkley may say, hey, I think I'm going to be out after this year. Um, but I got to give credit where credit is due. That Cowboys D-line is yeah. amazing. Michael mm-hmm. Parson, they lined him up all along that defensive line, and they couldn't do anything about it. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence showed up and showed out. I'm not too sure the Mozzie Smith guy just yet. He's still a rookie, so he still is going to have time to, to grow. Uh, Stefan Gilmore got a pick, um, and that but that was a terrible once again bad decision yeah. by uh Daniel Jones. You can't make that pass, so I gotta give Cowboys the credit. The offense, like you said, KO, they didn't do much, they didn't have to do much. Right. Um, I think Dak only had a hundred and something yards, but when you got a defense like that, you could just be a game manager, and exactly. that's all that. That's all Dak exactly. needs exactly. that that, that mm-hmm. day. Um, but it's going to be interesting for the Giants going forward because uh, I think I have them dead last in the division this year. But, again, it's only week one. It's only, only week, week one. one. It's flat. Yeah. Change that yeah. up. Jay, this is your team once again for this year. What's your thoughts? You know, I thought it was 100% just how great the Cowboys are, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> you got to speak some truth to this. <laughs> no, no, no. To be, you know, look, a, a coach always used to say, you're never as good as you think you are when you win. You're never as bad as you think you are when you lose. The Cowboys aren't 40 points better than the Giants, and the Giants probably aren't as bad as they looked on Sunday night. But the thing that I think is going to hold true every week for Dallas is I I do think that defensive front is absolutely elite. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard for me to put too much blame on Daniel Jones because, I mean, he was under fire constantly the entire night. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. hard to even really grade him out because he was just under so much pressure. And the Cowboys do it a little bit differently than some of the other elite defenses in the league. Like they have some good individual rushers. But I think they do a lot with their scheme, too. Like you talked about moving Micah around a lot, but also just some other things that they do from a scheme standpoint to put pressure on the quarterback. They look great defensively. I still think offensively, as you guys mentioned, they're they're going to have to work some things out. But you know, Mike McCarthy calling the plays. I, I think people were a little worried about that, but I think that situation might actually work out okay. Look, for, for a week one game, you couldn't ask for more if you were a Cowboys fan. So we'll see where it goes. But I, I thought, you know, it was a, a super impressive first week. <laughs> yeah, I, I got to give them credit where credit is due. And that's coming from an Eagles fan. Like, you can't you can't hate. They did. Nah, you know, they can't. went in there and did what they were supposed to yeah. do. Um, and it got to the point I cut the game off. I'm like, this I was like, Britt, it's so funny you said it. <laughs> I was just about to say they they allowed me to get to get extra sleep yeah. so I can get ready. I got to bed right. a little bit earlier. <laughs> yeah, yep. exactly. <laughs> exactly. So uh, 
I mean, either way, I don't like neither team, so I don't care who would have won and who would have lost. So one of them lost, so I was happy about it. All Britt, right, you, Britt, before we move on, will you just say it one time? Will you give no, me like no. a, a how about no. them Cowboys just no. one time? No. I mean, it's, it's just week no. one, Britt. You just, no? No. All right, no. okay. Maybe now, next now you, now you, <laughs> Was you drinking something? Was you smoking? Jay, I know you don't do that, so. <laughs> take, what, what's going on here? I thought, Britt, everybody no, was not, feeling good. Everybody was happy. I thought maybe you just let 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 it out one time. How about them Cowboys? It's not hard to say, Britt. It's okay. Nah, Britt. That's nah. the next topic, Britt. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. All right. I tried, Cowboy Nation. I tried. Yeah, Cowboy Nation. Be careful because yeah. if y'all don't make it, he's going to be switched to somebody else. I thought they you. did after the, after <laughs> Sunday. I thought they did Monday morning seeing social media. I thought they did make it to the Super Bowl. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here, and here it goes once again. Mm. It, came walk, it, yeah. it starts all over again. Same yeah. thing for the last 30 something years or it's 30 right. years. Something like that. All right, guys. Uh, we actually going to take a break here. But when we come back, I want to get into some college football and go into some tennis because some exciting things happen in tennis as well. Um, but please, please make sure you subscribe, like, comment to our YouTube channel at The Sideline Speaks. Also, we are on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it, The Sideline Speaks. Also, um, good hear us on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts, we're there as well. But thank you for watching. Why am I saying thank you for watching like I'm into the show, guys? I'm all over the place right now. Jay threw me off with that whole cowboy nonsense. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely not. But, all right, stay tuned and we'll be right back. You're watching The Sideline Speaks with myself, Brittany Jones, alongside Jason Collins and Kevin Walker right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. CampLyman.com is an opportunity for my big boys to come get some work. Let's put it all together. But we built from the ground up. You know, our cliche is it all starts up front. Once again, start, stance, hand placement, hand separation, get offs, counter moves, a little bit of everything. Polish up those skills before your middle school or high school season began. Just come work on your craft. Once again, CampLyman.com. You're inside Never Had It So Good Sports Radio with Princess Cooper, Tim Moore, David the Duck Riley, Jason Collins, Shoshana Cook, Brittany Jones, Travis McGee, Eric Scott, and Kevin Walker. We make it easy to talk sports. Welcome back. Welcome back to the sideline speaks with myself, Brittany Jones, alongside Jason Collins and Kevin Walker right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Um, I don't know if I'm a little on delay, guys, so I don't know if I came in right as soon as we came back on break. Uh, something going on with my Internet on this side. I'm going to have to talk to that company that I pay for this good Internet, if y'all know what I mean. All right, guys, prior to the break, we took we spoke a little bit about uh, the NFL, the Bills versus the Jets, them Dallas team down in that south southern area there. Um, just kidding, the Cowboys. But now I want to switch gears to college football a little bit. And I just want to ask a question. I'm going to just make this question quick. Do you believe, mm. K-Walk, primarily mm. you, in the Colorado <laughs> and Coach Prime, they are two 
N O. Do you believe yet? K Walk, that's actually your question. <laughs> I do believe that they are two and O. So I, I do believe that. Um, and they, they look good at doing it. They look good at doing it. I'm almost right there, ladies and gentlemen. They got it. They should have a court based off of how they look the first two games. They should have an easy one uh, this week, but hopefully they don't, you know, they don't feel themselves too much and, and get caught in a, in a trap here. I believe they have Colorado State this week. Um, but I do believe in Shador Sanders, man. I do believe in that young man, and I just didn't think he would – I didn't think he would almost 1,000 yards in two games, 900-something yeah. yards in two games. Mm-hmm. That's that's unheard of, man. I mean, you got probably – if right now if you were to poll the, the, the voters, I think you put Shador Sanders up there and, tra- and Travis Hunter uh, maybe one, two right now as the leading candidates for the Heisman. But um, I know it's early. Um, it's only two games. But I, I, I'm, I'm believing. I'm believing that they have some weapons. I still think that the lack of depth is going to be. And is, is there? Well, maybe Jets fans shouldn't listen to this this term, but I think it's going to be their Achilles heel. Um, so, but nonetheless, no, no. I'm sorry, guys. Um, but um, yeah, I, I still think that lack of depth there is going to cause them. That defensive line is going to be an issue in the long run. And I still think that Travis Hunter plays entirely too many snaps right now. I know he's young. I know he can do it. But I just think that may cause cost them in, in, the, in the long run. So, But right now, I love, I love Shador. He's the head of the snake. So as long as you have that guy, you have a chance. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, look, me watching Shador Sanders, I'm thoroughly impressed. Um, I don't know if he's coming out, but he might be right up there with the, the one-two quarterback that's currently ranked with Caleb uh, Williams and Williams, Drake. Yeah. Is it Drake yeah. May is his name? Yeah, Drake um, May, yeah. Out of North Carolina. North Carolina, yeah. Um, just watching him play and the way he goes through his progressions, like he's an NFL quarterback. Now, the one thing I will say he does need to work on is just throwing the ball away when there's nothing there. He does tend to yeah. hold the ball a little bit longer. Um, yeah. Or, you know, he'll take unnecessary sacks when he could just throw the ball away. Um, but – he has not thrown an interception, I don't think. Um, yeah. He has over, what, four or 500 yards in each of his last two games. Mm-hmm. Um, he has made some incredible, credible uh, decisions <laughs> and throws. And his accuracy is yeah, yeah. way more impressive than what I thought Great it point. would be at this particular stage. So Travis Hunter, my goodness, is that a player? Both sides. The only player I think in college football is playing both sides um, right now. And I know the first time we seen him, we said, okay, he may be a more impressive corner. But after this game, I just don't know which way to go. Because this game, you show even more as a wide receiver and how much of a top-tier wide receiver he could potentially be as well. Uh, But I just got to give credit to Coach Prime and the way he's coaching these boys up. Like, these are young men. He, he's helping to raise these young men and the way they embrace him and love him. I just love mm-hmm. to see that. I'm a believer. You know, I don't know if that means they'll win a national championship, guys. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying I'm a believer and I'm riding with them, although I'm an Ohio State fan, um, which we did play much better the second game. But, Jay, what were your thoughts? Um, yeah, no. Look, I think they have everything you need to be a good football team. They have an elite quarterback, right? They have really good skill players. I don't, I'm, I know Travis Hunter gets a lot of attention, but those some of those other wide receivers and running backs yes. are really, really good too. So they have a great quarterback and skill players that he can get the ball to. 
And then underrated, I think, is their coaching staff. Coach Prime obviously yeah. gets all the headlines, but he has a really good coaching staff, a lot of former NFL coaches on that staff, and they, they do a great job with those kids. To K-Walk's point, I agree. Like They have to stay healthy because I think if you get one or two guys go down, there's still some question marks about what's behind those guys. So that could yeah. be an issue. But – I think if they're playing in the SEC or in the Big Ten where it's a little bit more of a physical brand of football, that could be more of an issue. In the pack where they like to throw it around a lot, maybe mm-hmm. they could escape some of that just because they just play football differently out there. But, look, I think they're going to be a good team. Again, I agree with you, Britt. I don't have them going to the college football playoff or anything right. like that. But when the expectation at the beginning of the year was that they were going to win a couple of games, maybe three yeah right. You know, like I mean, it's already a smashing success. So I, I think they've been great. I think they'll win seven or eight games this year, mm-hmm. and I, I think everything Coach Prime has done so far has been has been right on point. So they've been outstanding so far. Absolutely. Yeah, and what what team is what team in the NFL is going to? Uh, instead of tanking, tanking, what do you call it? I guess shut it down for Shador. You know, shut your season down, push your door to get maybe <laughs> what team is going to be that? I think that should be the valid, the Giants. rallying cry. You know, yeah, maybe, maybe shut it yeah. down, push your door. That, that's been the rallying yeah. cry right now. I'm sorry, yeah. Brad. <laughs> no, no, I was going to say, but you know, I also want to shout out because he doesn't get as much love because his brother is the quarterback. But Shadow uh, yeah. Sanders makes yeah. plays yeah. on that uh, as a, a DB yep. in that safety. He's a very good quality safety. I know he's a little older. But I think he led the team, especially in that first game, with uh, the most tackles. Yeah, he, he got did. some speed to him. So he's a very good player. So I, I just want to shout him out as well. Yep. And Britt, too, how about the attention? Like this weekend, they're playing Colorado State 10 o'clock at night on ESPN. And both big noon kickoff and college game day are going to yeah, be in here. Boulder this weekend. So yeah. the attention that's been on the program mm-hmm. has been crazy. Yeah, they got every former NFL Hall of Fame person at the last game to probably have yep. like this game. I seen what Michael Irvin Michael and Shannon Irvin. Sharp yeah, over T-O. on there. I'm like T.O. I'm like what's they got Stephen A. Smith out there as well. I'm like yeah, this yep. okay I guess he's first take but I'm like he didn't even play football but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but all right guys let's move on. Um because I want to talk about this girl. This is you know I'ma just say it I'm gonna bring this old song back but it's going it's for the right intentions not what the song meant guys. I'm in love with the Coco. That's Coco Golf, that is. Coco Golf, all right? Talking about Coco Golf. But Coco Golf wins the U.S. Open to become the first American team to win a tournament. Guys, Serena Wynn was the first American to uh, uh, make it as a teenager, but she did not win. She lost to her sister, I think, two years in a row. Coco Golf wins it. What were your thoughts on right on that or your feelings? Uh, K-Walk, I'm going to come to you first. Yeah, we, we were texting in our thread and we were watching the game. Everybody seemed to be, or at least most of everybody was was glued into the uh, into the match. And just the way I mean, she went down, you know, that first set and it's like, oh, man, you know, it's going to be tough for her to come back. But she did just that. She went, went handily, won that second set. And then that third set was just unbelievable. She locked in after that first set, man. She really did. Mm-hmm. And she went out there and did it. And she was focused throughout the uh, the tournament, not just the, the final. But you remember the, the tournament against the uh, the lady from Germany 
And she kept slowing up the pace. She kept slowing yeah. up the pace. And Coco was like, okay, you know, it's, it's cool. It's cool. But then after a while, Coco was like, all right, enough is enough. And then we all saw that. It went viral. And a lot of people were saying that, you know, Coco was right doing that. The crowd was on her side. And she did it very eloquently, articulately. You know, she just, you know, and she went right back out there and just handled business. So just hats off to her, man. And just, you know, 19 years old to win the U.S. Open. I know that's generally what it is because, you know, they start at such a young age. But, you know, she did something that Serena didn't do. You know, she won a U.S. Open as a teenager. So, you know, what are we going to see? Are we seeing Serena Williams 2.0? We don't know, but... What heck of a start, I tell you that much. A heck of a start for sure. So hats off to Coco. Got a lot of support. I mean, Jimmy Butler was out there. Justin Bieber, just to name a couple of guys. I mean, she just had right. a, 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 a slew of supporters out there for her. So hats off to the young lady. Uh, and now I'm, I love Coco, man. I, I really do. Yeah, I, you know, I just want to mention this because you talked about her focus. I mm-hmm. believe it was in the semifinals. Um, when they had the protesters and they mm-hmm. took about oh, yeah. 30 minutes to try to clear those pro- and for yeah. her to maintain her focus at such a young age mm-hmm. a lot of people mm-hmm. at 18 19 years old they start wavering a little bit because they're still so young um and the, you know the maturities you know they're not there mm-hmm. yet she she went to her coach she was like first of all what you want me to do <laughs> she was a little tight about the protesting right. which i can't mm-hmm. blame her <laughs> um Cause I was tight sitting there, like, why do you choose yeah. today to worry about uh, a fossil fuel? Go mm-hmm. go somewhere else with that. Um, <laughs> so I was with her on it, but I was just so proud to see her maintain her focus and her comeback and continue to stay on her A game. Although even the semifinals, she wouldn't even play her complete A game. But yeah. the finals came along. The second set, like you said, it got a little worrisome, but she managed to pull it out. Um, in the third set and the athleticism, a lot of these shots you see the men make, Mm -hmm. but now the women are making these shots. And to me, it's just making women's tennis grow. It was already big. It's just growing that much Mm -hmm. more. And I'm going to say it again, and maybe he needs to come out and do a commercial with uh, uh, Coco. I'm in love with the Coco. But Jay, what were your thoughts? Change, change up the other words, though. Change up the other words. Coco Golf. Coco Golf. You know what? Guys, I actually think Serena, I was trying to look it up because I, I think she won, she won it when she was 17. 17. That's what I thought. Too. I was trying to find it. Did she win it at 17? I thought she was 17 when she won it. But maybe y'all can find it while, while I'm, I'm saying something. Look, I thought like I thought Coco showed incredible poise, right? Because when I watched the first set, kind of like UK walk. I thought she was going to get blown off the court. Right? The yeah, other girl yeah. was hitting the ball yes. so hard. Mm-hmm. Coco was looked like she was running to save her life. I was yeah. like, man, I don't think she's going to win this thing. But just her ability to get to so many balls and keep making you have to hit another one to put her away. Mm-hmm. And then obviously, you know, in the second set, she found her game. So I just thought that was super impressive because it looked like to me she was a little bit overmatched in that first set. But then to be able to pull it together, come back and get the win, it was great. And to me, like the best part is always like the reaction at the end, right? Yeah, Winning your yes, first major, right, she's right. on the ground, she's fighting back tears, she's hugging her dad and her mom in the stands. Mm-hmm. Like all that to me was just priceless. So yes. it's great. And I, I hope it's the first of many. I, I hope yeah. it's the first of many because, you know, when Serena stopped playing, you know, Naomi Osaka was kind of like, mm-hmm. then she kind of went away. Yeah. So this will be a good person to watch and kind of keep me interested Mm -hmm. in tennis. So hopefully it's the first of many. 
Yes, yes. And I, I do retract my statement. She did win that 17. That's so my apologies true. for that. Um, I don't know why it's been made out that way, but that's okay. Um, either way, we got two that won in their teenage years. <laughs> <We got two. laughs> um, either way, they both my favorite tennis players. Um, but all right, guys. So congratulations to Coco Golf on that. Hopefully she continues to win many, many, many more. And similar to Serena Williams, she's still so young, not even yeah. in her prime. Yeah. Just think about the her opponent that she went up against was about what 26, 27, 28, somewhere in that range. So in her mid to late 20s, and she's over here being 19 years old, yeah, when in her first major. So that's just incredible. a lot of good years ahead of her for sure. Many, many good years. So she's only gonna get better, stronger, faster, wiser. Um, yeah. all right, guys. So I want to change gears because last week. Or was that last week? Oh, yeah, last week we spoke about comments that was made by track star Noah Lyles. And basically, if you guys don't remember, he said that NBA champs, NBA what? Or uh, world champs of what? So they should be saying NBA champs or national champs. So I bring that up because the USA basketball team did not medal in the FIBA Basketball World <laughs> Cup recently. They lost to Germany, and then they lost to Canada. I believe – I can't remember who won. I th- was it Germany that won? I'm not sure. Uh, but Canada <laughs> Canada beat USA yeah. to win the, win the bronze. USA did not medal at all. So do you still think Noah Lyles is wrong? And do people owe this man an apology? Because they were saying some nasty things about this young man. Jay, I'm gonna come to you first on this. No, I still think he's wrong, to be honest with you, Brandon. I, <laughs> I don't think anyone owes him an apology <laughs> because the truth of the matter is, like that, those the players that we sent over there are not our best players. Like <laughs> Steph wasn't over there, KD wasn't yeah. there, LeBron wasn't there, AD, Devin Booker. Like we could we could probably name 10 to 15 guys, yeah. Jimmy Butler, uh, the two guys at Boston, like mm-hmm. None yeah. of them were there. So yeah. it's like this is like our C team. I don't it's not it's definitely not I don't even a think it's team. Just, yeah. And I think we could even put together a B team better yeah. than that. So oh, absolutely. It's not our best guys. So to me, it's it's not so, even, you know, a conversation because they're not our best players. But Jay, is that the world's fault that we decide not to send our best players over there? Because right now they're not the world champs. Yeah, no, I'm right not, now I'm Germany's not, the world champs. I think. Yeah, I'm not. One. I'm not blaming. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I'm not yeah. saying it's anybody's fault. I'm just saying, I don't think there's any doubt that if we mm-hmm. took our best players and mm-hmm. and we'll, we'll see at the Olympics because the rumors now is LeBron wants to get mm-hmm. get a squad together and and go play. I don't think there's any question that if we send our best players that we will bring the gold back. So I still think we have the best basketball players in the world. And, I, but I will say maybe in the past we could have gotten away with sending mm-hmm. some guys that weren't as good. I think those days are over because the world is definitely getting better. I don't mm-hmm. think there's any question about that, but I still think pound for pound, we have the best players. Here's my thought. Yes, we may have the best players, but you got to show it on the international level. We have yet to show it on the international level, you know, you know, since what the last Olympics, I believe. So you have quite a few FIBA games since then, and we have not won it. So we're not the world champs at this moment. I agree with Noah Lyles. We're not at this moment. He could say he's the world champ because he won right against some of the top talent. Now, the Olympics, I've seen that as well. I expect for us to go out there and win it. 
Now, I do understand Jokic may go home and play for his national team. Joel Embiid, I'm not sure he's going to play for the U.S. or French. He's still trying to figure that out, even if he, if he even wants to play for the Olympic team. Um, I will say this. Do I think USA has the best players in this game? Absolutely. But do I think the international game has kind of taken over the NBA game? I kind of do. I think we have more of this European style of play now, where allowed which allowed them to catch up. So if you take a lot of the best NBA players and they go home, it might not be too much of a. I don't know how to say it. We they might not be too far behind the best NBA players because of how the style of games play. The style of the style. You know what I'm trying to say here. The way yeah, yeah. the game is played today. Mm-hmm. You know, if we was going back in the 90s, early 2000s, ain't no way in heck our U.S. all the way. I'm sorry. There's, there's nobody who is physical as mm. as we are. It's, it's not. It's no match. Now, the game has changed way too much. We play more of a European-style game, which is blowing my mind right now. Um, <laughs> not to say that. We still have physicality. So, prove it to me in the Olympics, then Yes. We go back to being the world champs. But if you go to Olympics and you lose, we're no longer the world champs again. Because this is a big stage. FIBA is a big stage. I just don't think anyone cares about FIBA though. You know what I mean? Like I just don't think the guys care. Yeah. I, I like in track and field, like that's the only way they can make money. The only way they can get notoriety is going to world championships mm-hmm. and those meets like that. But at the NBA, like these guys are making 250 million dollars they don't care about fiba so i don't but that's know that not ever... but here's but jay not to interrupt you i'm sorry but here's the thing that's not the world's fault if they don't care no no <laughs> i'm not saying it's the, the world's world fault i'm just then saying play. i'm just saying like if i who who do you, who said they won it germany is that who won it yeah germany won uh 8377 over i feel uh, like Serbia. if i was on Serbia. germany i would i would like kind of take the gold but in the back of my mind i'd be saying well if lebron and kd were here i probably wouldn't have won maybe that's, i that's don't know probably but you how think I would germany feel. you think germany looking at it that's how like, i would oh, feel LeBron i would know that there's guys out there that are better that just didn't bother yeah. to come to the tournament but the international stage all they see is what's across your chest and that's you yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's fine germany. i mean i'm not so it, it i'm is not what knocking is, us because i'm i'm all about usa i'm just being like all right let's be real we're mm-hmm. not the champs right now hopefully next year we can go back and take that title at the olympics and yeah, we I have mean, lost at the olympics before where we only got yeah. a bronze that wouldn't be the first time with yeah. some of our best players. So it's still a possibility that we could lose. I don't expect it's, for us to it's lose. It's definitely a possibility. But it's a possibility. But K-Walk, your thoughts, my Sorry. Yeah, I kind of I kind of agree with you, Britt, here when, in this case, because if I mean, I, I see where Jay's coming from as far as USA not playing their best players. But Serbia didn't play their best players either. They Jokic just didn't play, you know. Mm-hmm. So and they still they still were in the uh, in, in the uh, the gold medal game. I, I think if you look at it this way, you put all of the best players from the country, each country and then go out there and and, and prove it. Yeah, but, you know, we don't because we don't uh, just because we don't care about it or the best players don't care about it doesn't, you know, doesn't keep it from it not being a world a, a world championship. I think uh, Germany are world champs. I mean, they played every country, mm-hmm. you know, they played the countries that they, they you know, Canada, USA, Serbia, um, you know, Italy, the list goes on and on. Um, but 
I kind of get where, where, where Noah Lyles is coming from. I really do because of the fact that the matter NBA is only played in the United States and they don't play against, you know, I mean, granted, they they don't play. It's not USA versus international players. It's, you know, it's a mixture. These guys are on the same team. So I kind of get where he's coming from, uh, to be honest with you. So the Colin World Champs, I can see both sides of the argument, really. But right. if, in, in my opinion, I really can see both sides of the argument. But in my opinion, I just say, you know, you're only world champions if it's, it's a, if it's in FIFA, World Cup, whatever the case with the Olympics whatever the case may be, that's when you should really tr truly call uh, call yourself a world champion. But I, I get where he's coming from. NBA just doesn't, you know, they don't, they don't travel, you know, it's just in the United States. So I, I get where he's coming from there. Yeah. But I mean, does that change? No. Odds are, we will still say the world champs. We are, we're going well, to continue. Yeah. To that's just what, that's right. just what, you know, we do right. here, but um, yeah. So he, he's, he's not wrong. Although, you know, everybody got their opinion, so it's okay. Um, all right, let's move on, and then we're going to go to break, and then Jay's going to take over so he could talk. Oh, that's right. We're done with that Cowgirls conversation, so I ain't got to worry about I might, it. I might have another segment. <laughs> I got another segment. No. Oh, Lord. Here no. we go. With the, that, that means that's his rant coming up. So one last thing I want to talk about before we go into the break, and this I'm going to call it the best of the worst. All right, so I'm just going to give you two – not so great NFL teams. Granted, it's only week one, so we don't know which way is which just yet, how these teams would really end up. But kind of based off of last year in this first game, mm -hmm. you tell me out of these two, which one you think is the better team. You guys ready? Let's do it. The best of the worst. First one, I'm going to do Colts versus the Texans. Who would you take? <laughs> um, mm -hmm. Colts versus the Texans. Uh, let's see. K-Walk, I'm going to come to you first. I'm going to take the Colts on this one. I, I do. I think they're a better overall team out of these two. Um, I, I think that their defense led by DeForest Buckner um, is uh, is legit. We saw, you know, I know it was kind of a fluky, you know, uh, fumble recovery for a touchdown last week, but they, they did it nonetheless. Anthony Richardson is getting his feet wet, if you will. I know, uh, you know, CJ Stroud is, is, is getting his feet wet as well, but I think they have a better receiving core over there with, uh, with Michael Pittman Jr. Um, they have, um, who was a Dion? I can't think of his last name and Evan Hall, uh, the, the running backs there and, and, uh, and Colts. I think they have a better overall team as much as I love D'Amico Ryan's. I think the Colts, um, are the better of the two teams. <clears throat> And it's, it's funny that I did that because they actually played this Sunday against yeah, one another. We're gonna find uh, out. <laughs> so, and, it's, and I didn't even realize that. Um, so uh, for this one, I'm not exactly sure. Um, this one's a little tough. Do I want to go against D'Amico Ryan's? Um, although that team is very, very young, but so is the Colts. Uh, I like Colts. I love what Anthony Richardson showed. I think he got to hone it back on the running a little bit because he got beat yeah. up on that one play yeah. that made everybody gas for air. Um, I like Michael Pittman. Ugh. I'm going to go with the Texans. I'm going to go opposite on this okay. one. Oh, uh, uh, okay. I like I like C.J. Stroud. I like Anthony Richardson better, though. I'm not going to lie. C.J. Stroud was an Ohio State guy, but Anthony Richardson looked good. <laughs> it's just hard for me to go against D'Amico Ryans, you know, and they play tough. They play very tough. They don't necessarily have the talent there, um, but I think D'Amico Ryans is a good – he was a good defensive coordinator with the 49ers. I think he will be a good head coach for this young team. I think he'll help get them together. Um, the Colts uh, – maybe I should go the other way. Nope, sticking with it. 
Um, but I do think the Colts <laughs> uh, have some good talent as well. Like I said, I like Anthony Richardson. They are missing Jonathan Teller, which Jonathan is a big Daniel. piece yeah. for that offense. Um, but I'm going to go for the best of the worst. I'm going to go with the Texans right now. Jay, your thoughts? Oh, I got to go Colts here, Britt. Um, the Colts, <laughs> to me, look like a young team that has some talent right. and is playing with a, a young QB. But they look like... Just just eye test, they just look like a real football team to me that's mm-hmm. just trying to find their way. When I watched the Texans a little bit the other day, they look <laughs> like a mess to me. They, they look <laughs> like an absolute mess. CJ Stroud was running for his life. He looked nervous, which I'm not blaming him for because right. he didn't have a lot of protection up front. So I got to go Colts here. They The Colts, I think they're going to win some games this year. The Texans, yeah. I, I, Texans, I don't know. I mean, they might win one or two, so. Yeah, I, I I just I didn't want to go against my guy Demico Ryan. So hey, he's my I, he's I, my guy too. I, so I, I want to work it out for him. Yeah, yeah for sure. he do he do. But I that's was like, got that let, me, let me give him let me give him one more chance. Exactly, that's, <laughs> he was smart about that contract. Um, all right, another one. Let's do the Bucks versus the Giants. Bucks mm. versus the Giants. Jay, who you got? I think you got to go Bucks here, right? The Bucks found a way to win, didn't yeah, they? They really, won on yes. Sunday. They, they found a yeah, way to Michaels. win. Baker Mayfield, I know he's been, you know, vilified a lot. He's criticized a lot, but he started a lot of games in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the Bucks are probably just a little bit further along. What we saw out of the Giants on Sunday night, now obviously they were going up against a tremendous opponent. But what we, what we saw out of them on Sunday night was pitiful. So right now I got to go Bucks. A tremendous oh, opponent. Oh, tremendous. <laughs> oh, Lord. There we go. Is this your brother or something? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I'm going to shout him out because he out here supporting us. I believe it. But we're going to cut that comment short real <laughs> hey, quick. Um. Hey, Billy, hey, Billy <laughs> Steak can dribble that rock, boy. Billy Steak <laughs> back in the day can play some basketball, boy. Yeah. Right, and, gonna, and he obviously gonna, knows his short. football. Yeah. I see you, Billy C. <laughs> what up, Billy? Uh, what up, Billy? K-Walk. <laughs> K-Walk, your thoughts, Bucks or Giants? Yeah, I'm I'm going to go Bucks here too. I mean, I just for everything that Jay mentioned, um, you know, I, and the Bucks found a way to beat a, a team that I thought that would be a playoff contender. Again, I know it's the first week we get that, um, but to beat uh, a team like I didn't really know if, if the Bucks had an identity. I didn't know you know what they were going to be. We knew they had Baker Mayfield, Mike Evans was um, in that contract dispute and everything. I thought that would be a little bit of a dis- uh, distraction, but and I thought that you know the way that the Vikings finished last. Last year, I really thought that they would come out, you know, more focused and more determined and and ready to go. But Kirk Cousins just looked like, you know, he, you know, he wasn't ready for, you know, he's not ready for the season. And they all of these additions, they um, they added T.J. Hawkinson last year, didn't give him that big extension. And then you got Justin Jefferson, arguably the best receiver in the league. Then you draft your uh, Jordan Addison, and then you got it, you got it, and then you got Madison. Or Madsen, um, the uh, the running back who replaced Dalvin Cook. I thought they were going to be ready to go, but um, yeah, for, for whatever reason, the, um, they didn't. The Bucks took advantage of that. Um, so with that being said, and the Giants, I just have no words for the Giants. I just have one word for them, and that's defense. Or two words: Cowboys defense. That's all I can say about that. <clears throat> Tank. 
for Shador Sanders. No, I'm just shut it, shut it down for Shador. Shut it down. Oh, there for you Shador. go. Shut it down. For <laughs> I like that. I like that. Shut it down for Shador. Um, I'm in agreement with you guys. I got to go with the Bucks. You know, the Bucks. I just kind of feel like they're still a quarterback, one or few missing pieces away. Um, you know that they they got to get they got some good players, especially on the yeah. defensive side of that ball. They have some good players. They have to just pull it together. Um, they have Devin White there. They still have, I think, Antoine Winfield Jr., Shaq Barrett, so forth, so forth, Dean. Um, Vita Vea is still there. So they have, especially on that defensive side, they still have Mike Evans. So you still have some playmakers on that team. They just have to pull it together. Um, it's, still, it's probably going to take longer than this year. I don't, I don't think they're going to be a contender this year. It's going to take some time and then start to get a little bit younger at certain positions. The Giants... That's all I'm going to say. So, um, so next one. Say. That's all. You <laughs> say. Yeah. The Giants. Giants. Giants is proper. <laughs> all right, a couple more, and then we're going to head into break. Um, so we go throw things over to Jay. Commanders versus the Vikings. Commanders versus the Vikings, or or the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Jay, I'm come back. Actually, no, K. Walker. I'm gonna start with you first on this one. Yeah, this is a tough one because I still think that Minnesota is everything that I thought that they would that I mentioned about earlier with all the talent that they have. The commanders found a way to they were in a dogfight with. I think the team is not going to that my bold prediction is not going to win a game this season. So they shouldn't have been in that dogfight, even though Ron Rivera feels like, you know, that's something that they can build positive off of as a win is a win. An inch or a yeah. mile, a win is a win. So, I mean, that builds confidence for sure. Um I, I'm still going to give the edge to Minnesota because of everything that I mentioned, uh, you know, when the, you know about the, you know, about the offense and those weapons that they have. So I'm going to give the, the edge to Minnesota, even though the Commanders are one and zero and the Vikings are zero and one. But I still think that they're a better team. Yeah, this one is um, interesting because I think the Commanders' defense is better than Vikings' defense. I don't know I if the Vikings there. have a defense, but I think the Vikings have a little bit more explosive players. I mean, they have the best young receiver in the game in Jester Jefferson. And then they went and got Jordan Addison, um, but not to knock the commanders because they have TJ McLaren. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, 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 is that his name? TJ? T, whatever. I can't. Terry McLaren. Terry, Terry, Terry I'm sorry. You make Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin. Yeah. I'm just saying his name all wrong. Uh, <laughs> who was a monster at that receiver position. They don't quite have the quarterback. I'm not too sure about Sam Howe. He's young, but so we'll see what's going on there. Um, so this one is a little, which way do I want to go? Do I want to go defense or do I want to go offense right now? So I'm going to give, uh, I'm going to go with Justin Jefferson and the Vikings, although I'm not really confident right now. Maybe it's because the Eagles is great playing them, and I'm a little nervous about that game right now. Um uh, but then they don't have no offensive line at all. So I'm not sure. I don't even know why I'm going with the Vikings, y'all, outside of just outside of Justin Jefferson, to be honest with you. Kirk Cousins, I'm just not a true – I don't trust him very much. Um, uh, I'm going to go with the Vikings. Jay, I'm going to throw it over to you. Um, you know what? I'm going to go the other way on this one. I, I get why you guys would take the Vikings. Past history would, would yeah. make me say it's probably going to be the Vikings. But I think the commanders are better than people think. Mm-hmm. Like you mentioned, Britt, they do have a defense. I mean, they can absolutely play defense. Yes. If, if their quarterback can just play complimentary football and not turn the ball over, I think mm-hmm. they're going to have a chance to win a lot of games. So I'm going to take the commanders here. Um, 
and and uh, well, I I won't go that far. I'm not going to go that far. But I'll I'll take the Commanders over the Vikings. I'll yeah, take the Commanders. Say, you, you can say you can say. It, I, I was going to say, don't be surprised yeah. if the Commanders yeah. finish second in the NFC East. But I didn't want to go that far, so I pulled it. I pulled it back. Oh, okay. I Behind the Eagles, in front of the Cowboys. <laughs> I got what you're saying. Um, but you know I what? I, I, right. <laughs> I, think, I think. I think. You know what? I'm switching. I'm going with the Commanders. I think. Yeah, I was come going on, with the Vikings. Okay. Go with the you know, Commanders. I think it's just the Vikings. They have no defense. They have no yeah. offensive line. I don't know if you could trust, like, Kirk Cousin has his moments. One game he's on, one game he's not. I know they have T.J. Hawkinson, who's, what, top five tight end, top four, um, whatever, which way you want to go there. And then Justin Jefferson. I like Jordan Addison. I just – I'm not sure if that's enough. I think Dalvin Cook is going to be a huge loss, and it's going to it's going to come up over the course of the season. All right, last one, and we're moving on. Um, I'm going to take the loser of the Colts and the Texans, and it was the Texans, right? Yeah. Or the Cardinals. So Texans or Cardinals. Oh, <laughs> who you got? The best of the worst, baby. The best of the worst. Uh, who did I go first last time? Uh, I don't remember. Jay? I'm I'm going to take the Texans here, Britt, only because I feel like they're really going to try to win some football games mm-hmm. this year. And I think the <laughs> Cardinals really might not be trying to win. Like yeah, they got right. rid of their quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. They brought Josh Dobbs in like a week before the season started. And he's mm-hmm. starting quarterback now. Like, mm-hmm. I just don't know that they really care about winning where I think the Texas ha- Texans have their quarterback. They have their coach. Mm-hmm. They're ready to go forward. So just off of effort alone, I'm going to take the Texans. Yeah, um, after that Jonathan Gannon video, don't know if you guys seen it. That did not <laughs> no, inspire me it. at all. Looking, who took the, the bus? <laughs> who took the, who drove their car? Like, wait, what, what are we talking right? about? What are you talking about? You want to give me a free bus pass or something? I'm, right? I'm <laughs> <laughs> talking about that or football. Um, no, I think I'm going to take the Texans. I'm going to Texas as well. I know they still have some leaders over with the Bucks, like some Buddha Baker, but I just have no confidence in that team. And they want to tank for Caleb Williams, but you heard Caleb Williams say, he was like, remember, I got one more year. I may or may not come out depending on who's right there. So I think he'll still come out, but we'll see what happens. I'm going with the Texans. I have more faith in D'Amico Ryans and that young team than I do the Cardinals. But they did give Washington Commanders a tough fight. So there you go. K-Walk, your thoughts? Yeah, I'm going to make it unanimous. I'm going to, I, I think Arizona's canceling for Caleb, um, to be honest with you. You know, that's what they're, they're canceling the season so they can get Caleb Williams. So I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go to Texans. I just think the Texans, I just don't think that the, the, the Arizona Cardinals have a desire to win, even though they were in a dogfight with the Washington Commanders um, last week. But I, I just think some of those players are going to show up. Not everyone's mm-hmm. not everyone's going to cancel for Caleb, but I think a lot you see a lot of those guys are going to play, but I just don't think that they have enough. So I'm going to take the Texans. I think the Texans are going to a young um, D'Amico Ryan's is going to have those guys, you know, ready to play uh, each and every week. Um, I still don't think they have enough talent either, but that you know, to you know, the name of the segment is um, best of the worst. So uh, I'm going to go with the Texans. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. And on that note, we are going to head into our next break. When we come back, Jay will take over some for some more sports fun. Um, again, please just comment, subscribe, like, and share our YouTube channel at the Sideline Speaks. Again, we're also on Twitter, aka X Sideline Speaks, and we're also on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you could get your podcasts. 
The Sideline Speaks. You are watching The Sideline Speaks with myself, Brittany Jones, alongside Jason Collins and Kevin Walker, right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. CampLyman.com is an opportunity for my big boys to come get some work. Let's put it all together. We built from the ground up. You know, our cliche is it all starts up front. Once again, start, stance, hand placement, hand separation, get-offs, counter moves, a little bit of everything. Polish up those skills before your middle school or high school season began. Just come work on your craft. Once again, CampLyman.com. You're inside Never Had It So Good Sports Radio with Princess Cooper, Tim Moore, David the Duck Riley, Jason Collins, Shoshana Cook, Brittany Jones, Travis McGee, Eric Scott, and Kevin Walker. We make it easy to talk sports. All right, welcome back to the Sideline Speaks. Brittany Jones, Kevin Walker, and Jason Collins. All right, guys, we talked a lot about week one, uh, but I think, you know, the natural thing to do after week one is to have some sort of overreaction, right? People have certain teams already going to the Super Bowl. People are overreacting about wins, losses. So I want to get your big week one overreaction. Uh, and I think I'm going to start here, guys, just – case no one's going to steal mine and i'm not even going to do a cowboy overreaction i'm gonna go a different direction okay i'm putting the miami dolphins in the super bowl okay walking brit miami dolphins go into the super bowl impressive win against the chargers to set the world on fire i had the Bengals. you know we made our predictions last week i had the Bengals in they did not look good against the cleveland browns so they're out for me and the Miami Dolphins will represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. That's my week one overreaction. K-Walk, what you got for me? Ah, overreaction. Okay. Um, let me see, man. I had a couple of them here. But I think the overreaction is going to be the obvious. I'm going to say the Cowboys. <laughs> this pays me to say this, Britt. It pays me to say this, Britt. Oh, oh, wow. Give it to me, k about to say it. Don't say it. <laughs> The Cowboys will be in the NFC Championship versus the San Francisco 49ers. Yes, sir. Okay. All right. Yes, sir. That overreaction. Yeah, I didn't say that. I never said that. So it, pays me to say it. it pains me to say it. So I say it once, let alone twice. So, um, uh, yeah, I'm going to go. I just think that defense can carry them. I think Dak is going to um, – Dak is not going to throw 10 interceptions. You know, that defense is going to save the day for, for Dak. So Dak uh, and the uh, Cowboys are going to be in the NFC Championship versus my San Francisco 49ers. Overreaction. Honestly, it doesn't feel like an overreaction to me, to be honest. <laughs> well, it, just, it just feels like common sense to me. But uh, I, who am I to, to, to tell you how to react? <laughs> um, Brent, what you got for us? Week one overreaction. I see a rematch in the uh, what it, not the division title game. Is that the division title game? The one before the NFC Championship? Divisional, the divisional, yeah. yeah. The divisional, divisional title game. I see a rematch between the 49ers and the Cowboys. 
Okay. And uh, the Cowboys lose once again to the 49ers. Uh, so there you go. That's my overreaction. I had a different one, but since y'all want to throw it out there, let's just put it out there. Uh, put it all out still, on the table. That, sounds, that, sounds, so, so that doesn't sound like an overreaction. Oh, that sounds pretty. Oh, that sounds pretty normal. Oh, okay, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, okay. Uh, oh, you want me to right, overreact? Oh, okay, let's let me, move on. No, 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 no. That no. means. I mean, what? Oh, so you don't like what the truth comes out? You want the the, the false side of things? Well, the truth? Well, we'll see. The truth is going to play itself out, so we'll see. Okay, you want the we'll truth? See. Okay, overreaction yeah. after this season. The Cowboys do not make it once again to the Super Bowl, and they decide to trade Dak Prescott. Ooh, that's my okay. That's okay. That's interesting. Because <laughs> okay. because if they if they do falter, Britt, I I could see that maybe you know becoming a possibility. Is they're going to have to decide if they want to throw more money at him or not? So mm-hmm. I think I think that's that's pretty interesting. Let's talk that about two overreaction. Neither, but we're going to keep that one. <laughs> Let's talk about Tua a little bit, guys, because this was a guy that obviously I was concerned about. I think everybody was concerned about mm-hmm. after what we saw last year with the injuries, yeah. the concussions. Should he even be out there playing again? Uh, there was a lot of talk about him in the offseason. Sure, you guys saw the stuff that Ryan Clark said about him and oh, how yeah. he didn't look like he was in shape and just a lot of stuff thrown into his direction. And he went out and, and he lit the Chargers up on Sunday Huge win for the Miami Dolphins. Tua throws for over 400 yards. Tyreek Hill went crazy. K-Walk, what were your thoughts on the way the Dolphins and Tua played on Sunday? I mean, this is what you expect to see with these two guys, man. It's just it's always the issue, the health issue with Tua, man. He, he's shown, I mentioned a few weeks ago or sometime back that, um, you know, Tua surprised me. I didn't think he would be this good of an NFL player. And then, of course, these injuries hit him and especially the, the you know, the, the, you know, the concussions and things that have kind of set him back. But when he is healthy, he's obviously he's capable of doing this, especially with a weapon like Tyreek Hill, man, who can just stretch the field beyond belief. I just don't understand why. When he's when he's out there, guys just don't just run to the goal line. Just run to the goal line. Try to beat him there, man, because he's gonna get get by you every time uh, for sure. But um, yeah, I think this is something that you know with Mike McDaniel's offense and, and the way he's able to dial up these type of plays. You know, you expected to see this last year, but again, it derailed by the injuries. So um, I'm, I wasn't surprised, Jay. It was like you know, it was like wow. Um, is this is nice to see. This is nice to see that, you know, these guys can connect the way that they do, uh, the way that they're able to do so with a healthy two. And hopefully, you know, I know it's week one, uh, you know, and it's an overreaction, you know, maybe (laughs) overreaction. But nonetheless, I think these two are going to be probably they can go down as the best, you know, uh, quarterback wide receiver uh, combo or duo in the uh, in the league. But, yeah, it's just. As a receiver, you love to see that stuff, man. You really do. Just a guy just trusting in his receiver and the receiver just getting to that open spot and just making plays. So uh, just just hats off to him, and I hope he can stay healthy for sure. Yeah, man, that's going to be the key if he can stay healthy. The the thing that I liked that I saw is that I I said this before that I thought he held on to the ball too long. Mm -hmm. It was kind of his own worst enemy with some of those hits he took because he would always hold the ball until the last possible Mm -hmm. second. It looked like on Sunday he was getting rid of the ball a lot sooner. He wasn't yeah. waiting to take a hit. If he knew right. something wasn't there, he was just getting rid of it. So I hope he continues to play like that. Yeah. Uh, but, Britt, what say you? What were your thoughts on the Dolphins and Tua? Uh, impressive, but I'm not sure if this is new. Is this new? 
I mean, we've seen this version True. of the Dolphins before when you have a Tyreek Hill and a Jalen Waddle <laughs> at your expense. Yeah. So spots. we've seen it. It's just health-wise, you know, it's yeah. to a healthy, basically. Um, I know he had to work on his accuracy a little bit, uh, but he's more – he's a – He's a very talented quarterback, young quarterback. He just has to stay healthy. And with Tyreek Hill, you just throw the ball up. Throw it as deep as you can. He'll go get it. Um, He's always open. No cornerback can really stop him. I have yet to see meet one that does um, or see one on on film that does. And it's been like this when Tyreek Hill was with KC, and he helps to open up the offense for everybody else because there's so much focus on his speed, his route running abilities, his strength. As not as far as like a big receiver type strength, but just him holding on to the football. Um, so I, I just, it's just to me, it's just not new. So I'm impressed, but I'm not overly impressed by it because it's not new. What I am concerned about is the defense of the Dolphins. Yeah. Yeah. That defense is worrisome, but the offense, I think as long as everyone stays healthy, Tua stays healthy, most importantly, I think they'll be fine offensively. <clears throat> Yeah, Britt, you're right. It's not new. I, I I would definitely agree with that. It's a nice reminder, though. But it, you're right. It's not new. We've kind of <laughs> seen we've seen that story before. But I was happy for Tua just because a lot of the criticism that he took in the offseason right. to be able to come out, get a tough win on the road, and play well. That that was definitely good to see. All right, guys, we did a, an overreaction. But now, what about a takeaway? Something that you can kind of hang your hat on from week one. Something you saw that you could say, you know what, this is something that's going to be consistent mm-hmm. throughout the year. K-Walk, give me one takeaway, something that you can hang your hat on from week one. I think the competitiveness of the Detroit Lions. Uh, the Detroit Lions, I, I know that the, the Chiefs were down. Um, you know, they were down Chris Jones. They were mm-hmm. down Travis Kelsey. Even if they had played, I still would have picked the uh, the Detroit Lions. I think Dan Campbell has those guys ready to play. They have the talent. Jared Goff, I, you know, I, I posed the question, is he is he the most underrated quarterback in the league? And I, I still think he he is. He doesn't get enough, uh, you know, enough recognition for what he's able to do saint brown is 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 a phenomenal receiver man just some of the plays that he Mm -hmm. makes the young kid jameer gibbs uh gibbs uh, as well that receiver i mean the running back there so with Danny Campbell out there having these guys biting kneecaps off, um, you know, I think <laughs> but, uh, that's going to be the mentality each and, each and every week. I mean, that was a hostile environment that they went in, went against the Super Bowl, defending Super Bowl champions with, with the uh, uh, reigning uh, MVP as well. So um, I think we're going to see consistently uh, consistent play from the Detroit Lions and we're going to see them possibly winning that NFC North. But um, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later. Yeah, no, I if my memory serves me correct, I think you and Britt both picked mm-hmm. them to beat BKC. And that, yeah. that came up, mm-hmm. that came up nice for you guys. Yeah, that's a good one, man. I, I feel like yeah. you could definitely hang your hat on that for sure. Yeah. Britt, what about you? Give me a give me a takeaway from week one. No, Jay, I want you to go first. Okay, okay. Um that, <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> let me let me see here. I I, I got a couple I, I could choose from. I'm not gonna do I'm gonna I'm gonna give K Walks 49ers a little bit of love because I think something we can hang our hat on is that those 49ers are darn good. I mean, they do it on both sides of the ball too. Like that defense is as dominant as ever as ever and as disruptive as ever. But Brock Purdy and Christian McCafferty. 
that offense, they are extremely explosive as well. So I think something you can hang your hat on is that the 49ers are going to beat some people up pretty badly week in and week out. So that that would mm-hmm. be the way I go. Because I think like I think they took a Steelers team who I think I thought and I kind of still think are going to be pretty decent this year and they made them look like a bad football team. Mm-hmm. Like they really did. So 49ers, if you're going to play them, you better pack a lunch pail. It's going to be a long day when you play San Francisco. You got to tip your hat. You got to tip your hat to TJ Watt though. TJ Watt is a player. Oh, God, yeah. Like, oh, what do Three sacks. I think he had three sacks, right. something yeah. like that. He is yeah. a player. Yeah. He's probably like, when's my contract coming up? Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he was feasting. Um, okay, is it my turn? Go for it, Britt. Give us something. Okay. All right. Well, since you ain't come back at me, so I guess I'm good to go. <laughs> um, no, my takeaway, I have a couple. Um, I'll save that later. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go with Green Bay Packers, Jordan Love. My yeah. goodness, that yes. young man can play. And I seen it a little bit a few years ago when he played against the Eagles um, and he brought them back to win. Um, I think Aaron Rodgers went down. Actually, I think the Eagles may have still won it. I can't remember. But he made some incredible throws then. And, boy, did he play well against in this first game. It really shows you that maybe some of these young quarterbacks should sit a little bit and really learn yeah. – in the system for a couple years because we kept saying if you don't want Jordan Love, just get rid of him. Well, he's not talented. And they was like, ho, ho, ho. He's talented. <laughs> we just waiting for the right time. And boy, is it the right time for him to step up because he showed some stuff on Sunday. So I got to get hang, uh, hang my hat to uh, Jordan Love. Yeah, no, that's a good one. That's a good one. A lot of people yeah. were talking about him in the offseason saying yeah. that he was going to have a pretty good year. He showed mm-hmm. up on Sunday for sure. So that was a good one. All right. Let, let me hit a couple of topics real quick here. And then we're going to get into uh, K walks one ticket, but I want to jump over to college football just for a minute here. Alabama loses to Texas um, by double digits at home. Not something we've seen a lot out of that Alabama program over the last decade. I've been saying it for a little while that I think the Alabama reign is over. I think Nick Saban's reign as winning national championships is over. Um, K-Walk, were you surprised Texas went in there and took Bama down? And is this the end of Alabama as we've known it? Um, to answer the first question, uh, no, I'm not surprised. I, did, I think I did pick Bama last week in our in our uh, in, uh, in our uh, in our predictions, but I wasn't surprised, man. I, I you know I thought Texas was re- ready to play. They went in there, they were hungry, and I think it's kind of the same thing. I reason um, I, I wasn't surprised is that kind of what you've been talking about for quite some time, Jay. Is that I think that you know it's going to be the demise, or we're seeing a downfall of Nick Saban and that Alabama team. Their quarterback was it Jalen Jalen Monroe Milrow, whatever his name is. Milrow. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I don't think he. I don't think he fits that uh, that that offense. I don't think he's the answer for them. I think they have some quarterback issues, and I think they uh, Texas exploited them and exposed them. And and it's going to be a, a long season. They're going to win some games, and they're they're going to be right there in the thick of things in the SEC, and then maybe maybe get to the SEC championship, maybe. But nonetheless, um, I, I don't think we're seeing a. Uh, I don't know if they'll get to the playoffs. I don't know if they'll get to the playoffs yeah. because if they continue to play, I think they'll just win some games because they're Alabama, but not blow everyone out and not be impressive in doing it. But I don't. I think I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see them in the in, in the uh, in the 
college football playoff uh, picture for sure. So, yeah, I, I think that this is the downfall for, for Alabama um, for sure. And uh, Nick Saban, I, I don't know what his answer is, man. I, I just don't know what his answer is. It just looks like Kirby Smart is beating him at his own game, and that's recruiting, getting these big-time players and just not re, um, you know, uh, not uh, – regrouping they're reloading they're they're just reloading not rebuilding but they're reloading and it doesn't seem and it seems like right now uh alabama's playing catch up to georgia right now yeah no i agree 100 percent. i think kirby has done it better than anybody in the country i think college football has changed nil transfer portal yeah the the playing field feels a little bit more level now um and then I all and and let me be clear, like by by Alabama falling off, I'm not saying they're going to be like a four or five win football team. Got you. Uh, they're they're probably still going to win ten games. Right. I'm just saying they're not going to be national champion Alabama, college football playoff Alabama. Like I think right. those days are over. And you could see it too, like in the talent on on Saturday. Yeah. Normally Alabama would overwhelm you with their talent, defensive line, offensive line. Like that did not happen on Saturday. Texas stood nose to nose with them yes. all night. I did not see a, a, a talent disparity at all. So I just think things are changing. But Britt, what say you? Is this the end for Nick Saban and Alabama? Or I know last week, Britt, I felt like you said maybe they were still had a little fight left in them. What what do you say now? I said that. I said that. I thought you did. I could be wrong. I said that. <laughs> you know. Oh, I thought you said you. I thought you said you, you couldn't go against Nick Saban. You felt like he was still had it in him, but I, that might have been me, Jay. That might have been me. That might have been. I said that. Maybe I did. I don't know. That might have been. Yeah. Maybe I was playing scared. I don't know. But they lost, and I'm happy. So that's what I'm going to say. You ain't the only one. I think this is start. I think the playing level is starting to even out a lot more, yeah. um, whether it's due to I, NIL, whatever it may be. Um, but they did not have the top recruiting class this year whatsoever. So I think that is starting to to be more even across the board. And that's going to lower Alabama status and bring some of these other teams up. Um, and Texas just showed it. But they, but they came down to a nail-biter last year when Bryce Young was there. Yeah. Um, Texas probably should have won last year, if I can recall. Yeah. Um, yeah. But they it was unfortunate that they didn't, but they came back and won this year. And I'm excited. So, yes, please let these other schools come up so Alabama could go away. Yeah. <laughs> please, yeah, no, Alabama, I'm go away. <laughs> I'm with you. I'll tell you what, Florida State looks really good, too. Like, they look like yeah. they, they might be right in the thick of things as well. I know yeah. K-Walk is a gator. I don't know. I don't know how okay. that makes you feel. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they look That's like they really pretty good, too. Um, all right, let, let, let me jump back over the tennis real quick. Then we're going to do K-Walk's one ticket and, and in and out of bounds. But we talked about Coco Golf earlier. And I just want to ask you guys about tennis etiquette because – there was some controversy at the U.S. Open over those two weeks of tennis, like with the with the crowd cheering midpoint yeah. and, and trying to get them quiet when, when people are serving. And some of the players complained about it. I think one player said it was like the worst place to come and play because the crowd just doesn't understand mm-hmm. the etiquette of yeah. tennis. And I guess it just got me thinking, like, is being quiet – during a tennis match like is that concept outdated you know what i mean like should the crowd just be able to cheer and be loud similar to Mm -hmm. a basketball and a football game or do they need to keep that 
tennis etiquette. Oh, I got to be quiet when they serve. I can't really say anything during the point. What are your thoughts on tennis etiquette, Britt? Is it time to let some of that go or, or does the crowd need to respect like the current rules? I mean, look, if you ask me, I'm a competitor <laughs> when it comes to sports. Like when I play sports, please, I want to hear the crowd like that. That's just me. Uh, but tennis is so much different. It, it really is. And it's been like that for years. And I guess I don't the players, I guess, are used to it. Um, and they've been training the same way that the, the, they've been training since they were kids, been playing since they were kids. And it's been like that through the ranks. <sighs> I don't know. If you ask me, it's absolutely time to change. Let these people cheer for who they want to cheer for. Um, as long as it doesn't get too out of hand, like how it does in the NBA and, and football games. And that's the only concern is will it get too crazy? Um, but I don't know why they have it that way from the very beginning. But if I'm a player, please let them cheer. I want to hear them. Let me hear them. And that's going to rile me up even more and help me play, get even make me uh, play better at the end of the day. But again, that's just me. <laughs> that, that's yeah, me. And, I, and I know like some of the players say like they want to hear the, the ball come off the racket. Like right. when, when you serve mm -hmm. or when they hit it, like they want to hear the sound of the ball because if they can't, it messes up their timing and stuff like that. But I don't know. I was just watching the, the U.S. Open. I was mm -hmm. thinking, you know, it might just be time to let all that go. Like if, right. if somebody can shoot a free throw with 50,000 people screaming, like why can't you serve with 50,000 people right. screaming? But like, that could just be see. me. Okay, well, you see it what are your thoughts you. on this, man? Well, I, I'm going to sound like the old man that says get off my lawn, but um, I'm going, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking you keep the etiquette, man. I think you keep it as is because like kind of Britt alluded to, I was going to actually mention this as well is because if you allow them to, to cheer at one point, then you're going to allow them to do other things. And then you're going to allow them to do other things. The next thing you know, they're getting into the face of these players and things of that nature. Now you're seeing, you know, verbal, you know, verbal exchanges between players and fans and things of that nature. So I think keep the etiquette, you know, Tennis was created. It was like, you know what, that oh, that with this, that oh the uh those country club type you know those uppity uppity people and you know they did everything proper etiquette as you want to, as you use the name <laughs> of the segment tennis etiquette so i i think you keep that man because if you if you change it man then it's going to escalate to something that we're not used to seeing and i just don't right. think that um that we want to see that in any sport let alone tennis so i i think you keep the etiquette keep it going and um and they you know they get to cheer once that ball is you know off that serve you know they 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 make the oohs and eyes and things of that nature yeah. if, if a if a nice uh, rally is going on so i think keep it as is so i know i'm gonna sound like that old man but yeah i, I like it the way i it mean k-walk i mean i get it i i definitely get it um you know, you want to kind of keep the sport intact the way that it yeah. was. So, yeah, it was just something I was thinking about because I, I just at the U.S. Open, the crowd just seemed a little mm -hmm. bit more ramped mm -hmm. up than like you would see at Wimbledon or the French Open or something like right. that. So, all right. For now, Tennessee well, Jay, gets to some New Yorkers, man. I'm New Yorkers. I, I, will, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I will say this. So there, there's two sides to this. So it is an issue with protesting. That always happens at tennis matches because yeah. they're so quiet. But then yeah. the other side is if you allow the crowd to cheer and be, you know, excited, like in the NBA and so forth, then you only notice them protesters are even there. So I, I, I don't know. I guess there's a balance to it. There's two sides. But I guess and maybe an issue is a call. You know, the refs call 
call stuff and it's such a smaller arena you probably can't hear certain things so that could be another factor as well yeah no that's that's a good point i hadn't thought about that they do shout out in mm -hmm. out all that fall yeah, all right that. so <laughs> if it's crazy you're right you might know yeah. that, that could become an issue it. players can't hear mm -hmm. the calls too yeah no that makes a lot of sense all right guys let's take a short quick break here when we come back k walk's gonna do his one ticket and in and out of bounds so you definitely want to stick around for that if you're watching the sideline speaks with Brittany jones kevin walker and jason collins we'll be right back you're inside never had it so good sports radio with princess cooper Tim Moore, David the Duck Riley, Jason Collins, Shoshana Cook, Brittany Jones, Travis McGee, Eric Scott, and Kevin Walker. We make it easy to talk sports. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Sideline Speaks with Brittany Jones, Jason Collins, and myself, Kevin Walker. Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time for our one-ticket segment and our inbounds or out-of-bounds segment. Um, if you're new to the show, ladies and gentlemen, what I do is I get four events, and I give these guys one ticket to use for one of those four events. And um, I try to make them as difficult as possible, but sometimes um, they just come with it. That's what they do. So with that being said, uh, let's start with uh, Britt. Uh, I'll start with you on this one, Britt. Um, we got four, of course. Uh, we got uh, Dr. J, your guy. Dr. J. Mm -hmm versus Dominique Wilkins in their prime in a one-on-one -on -one dunk contest. Okay. Okay. Second one, we got the uh, Oklahoma drill between Bo Jackson and Ray Lewis. <laughs> the best two oh out of goodness. three. And ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know what the Oklahoma drill is, is what it is is it's two guys. It's usually a running back and a, and a linebacker. They lay down, and um, at the whistle, they both get up, and the uh, the linebacker has to tackle the uh, the running back, or the running back has to either go through the linebacker or go around them. So again, it's Bo Jackson versus Ray Lewis. I'm going the best two out of three there. All right. The third one we got Floyd Mayweather, Money Mayweather in his prime versus Sugar Ray Leonard in their primes. Ooh. The last one we talked about it so much in the show. I had to throw her in here. We got Coco Golf at the age of 19 versus Serena at the age of 17. Ooh. All right. Ooh. You get to see those guys. So, um, so we got one ticket, Britt. What are you using that ticket for? Ooh, 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 ooh. <clears throat> that last one threw me off a little bit. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it, um, did. it really did. Because <laughs> I had my answer. I was like, ah. <laughs> All right. So. As much as I love basketball, Dr. J versus Dominique Wilkins, um, I, I think it it would have been amazing. But I just feel like we're at the age. I done seen so many dunks. Yeah. I don't want to go back to see some of the old dunks. That's the only thing. Okay. If you would have asked me this 30 years ago, my answer would have been completely different. Um, Floyd Mayweather versus Sugar Ray, I think that would be intriguing. But That'd be a good one. That would, that would be a good one. I just, uh, I don't know. I, I just need, I guess I just need, as much as I love Floyd Mayweather, I needed him to see better competition during his right. heyday. Right. Um, so my my two is either Bo Jackson and Ray Lewis or Coco Golf and Serena Williams. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, Bo Jackson and Ray Lewis, whoo, although I still think Bo Jackson will win, although Ray right. Lewis is very violent because Bo Jackson is something different, though. Yeah, I'm taking Bo. I'm taking both too. And Coco right. Golf and Serena, I feel like Serena's going to win that one. 
But that is one interesting match I would love to see. So I got to go with Coco Golf and Serena Williams. Okay. I think that would just be an incredible, both are athletic as heck, will make mm-hmm. some incredible, um, uh, 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 incredible shots on the tennis court. Serena with her serve, Coco with her defense. I got to go with Coco Golf and Serena Williams. Absolutely. You talked yourself into that one. <laughs> yes, I talked myself yeah. into that one. That's what I'm going to. I'm going to the Wimbledon. Wimbledon, right, U.S. Up. Open, whatever you want to call it. Right. Jay, what say you? Man, I got I agree with Britt here. I, I I was good until you threw that one in at the end, man, <laughs> because I, I did. That would be a great matchup. Mm-hmm. It would be mm-hmm. fun. And just to kind of see the two different generations match yeah. up and see right. if, if Coco could hold up against Serena. And I, I think Britt's right. I would probably take Serena because as good as Coco is, I think Serena serve is, is the difference okay. maker. Like Coco just mm-hmm. doesn't have like that dominant serve like Serena had. So I think that's the one I would have to see K walk. I'm going Serena and Coco. Okay. I will make it unanimous. I'm going Coco versus Serena as well. Threw that one in the last, uh, last second there. Cause she won that, uh, you know, she won the open. All right. Now nah, next segment. One. That was a good one. <laughs> Appreciate yeah. it. All right, next one. Inbounds or out of bounds, ladies and gentlemen. What I do is I give you um, I give you a scenario. I give these guys a scenario. And uh, if they agree with it, they say it's inbounds. If they disagree with it, they say out of bounds. First one, I'll stay with you on this one, Britt. First one is the NFC North will be the most competitive division this season. Mm. So All right, Packers, we got the Lions, we got the Vikings, and we got the Bears. I'm sorry, it's the most competitive division Divi- in and in the league in all season. So we can possibly see three teams, you know, in the playoff hunt or four teams. Um, I mean, you could throw another uh, inbounds, out of bounds. Uh, no, you know what? As much as I think they'll be competitive, I think they're going to be more competitive within with themselves, kind of. That That's what I mean. The so, division within the division, they're the division within the division. Yeah, but I, I still in in the entire NFL, right? Yeah, in the entire NFL. Yeah. No, I gotta make yeah. sure I, I'm understanding the question. I'm sorry. So um, these are gonna be they're gonna be the most competitive teams, meaning that you know there's a possibility that you know three of these four teams are going to. Mm-hmm. To be, you know, in the wild card. I mean, in a playoff hunt, or possibly all four. <clears throat> you know what? I'm still going to say out of bounds. Um, okay. I, 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 I'm still looking at that AFC East. <laughs> uh, okay. You know, uh, wait, is it the AFC East or the AFC West? One of them. It might be the AFC East. The Jets, the Dolphins, and the the Bills, East, and the East, East, East. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the East. I just think that's a tough division. My goodness. Okay. Um, as as I, I think that's a young up-and-coming division i really don't have faith in the vikings after the first game we'll see okay. what happens i can't speak too much because they played my eagles and you just never know what could happen that's gonna be a good one i do like the lions i think they're young i still think they may be right outside of the playoffs this year maybe they get into that wild card spot the packers similar situation um the beer the bears just aren't there yet for me Okay. Although, and I'm still waiting to see where Justin Fields is. So I'm going to say out of bounds for right now. Okay. Good call. Jay, what say you? Yeah, man, I'm going way out of bounds on this one. I think, um, I think the AFC North is, is, is going to be okay. more competitive because okay. you, you got the, the Browns, the uh, Bengals and the Ravens yep, and, and, and yeah. the Steelers who I think are going to be pretty good too. So I think the AFC mm-hmm. North, AFC East, 
Uh, so yeah, I, I'm going out of bounds on this one. All right, good stuff. Britt, come back to you. Justin mm-hmm. Fields after this season will be traded in bounds mm-hmm. or out of bounds. Ooh. Ooh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ooh, I guess that depends on what they do this year. Um, look, it's the NFL. You never want to say anything is out of bounds as far as trades, right? <laughs> um, but you know what? I don't think they're going to be the worst team. Um, I'm going to say that's out of bounds. I don't think they're going to be the worst team in the National Football League, which means they're not going to be in a position to get one of the top-tier quarterbacks. Um okay. I think he has to prove a lot in his passing game. He could throw the ball very deep, but how accurate accurate is he? He has a lot of potential. So, wait, that is out of bounds, right? He's not going to get traded. Yes. Out of bounds. That's out of bounds, yeah. Out of bounds. So, although I think he still needs to develop, I'm going to say out of bounds for right now because I don't think they'll be the worst team in the National Football Okay. All right, Jack. I'm I'm going to stick with out of bounds here, K-Walk, but I think it's <laughs> it's a lot more interesting than it was like two weeks ago because right, right? right. he did right. not play great in right. week one. Uh, so I'm going to say it's out of bounds. I think they really wanted to work with him, so I think he's going to have a, a, a lot of rope, if you will. Um, okay. But I'm going to say out of bounds for now. But K-Walk, if you bring this one back right. up three, four weeks from now, it might be a different answer. Might change, right? Might change, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. The, Third one here, Russell Wilson will have a winning season this year. Inbounds or out of bounds? Britt, what say you? Uh, can I look up their schedule real quick? Am I allowed to? You do that. Do you like? Uh, oh, because oh, that first game was interesting. Um, you said a winning season? Winning season. After that first game, I don't know. Right now, I'm gonna say out of bounds. Right now, um, okay. Yeah. I just don't. I think Jerry Judy is hurt right now. Yeah. Uh, that that first and granted, again, I'm not gonna try to make too much of the first game. I know Sean Payton's the head coach. Um, I know the defense will, you know, is going to get better. They they held the I don't know the same much. <laughs> Uh, the Raiders to 17 points. I don't know how much that's saying. It's the Raiders. <laughs> um, uh, I, I'm going to say right now, out of bounds. They got to show me more. You got to show me more. And they got some tough teams on that schedule this year. So sure. you got to show me more. Okay. Jay. Oh, man. Um, I think I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to say inbounds, okay. but uh-huh. I, I get why Britt went out of bounds because this, this is tough. But I'm going to say I still believe in Sean Payton. I still believe that Russ will get cooking you know, so <laughs> I'm gonna say inbounds, man. But it, it's tough. But I do think they'll have a winning season. They should have won on Sunday. They blew yeah. the game. Yeah, they so I, I think they'll be all right. I think Jay, you didn't sound too confident in that answer. No, I'm not confident. Yeah, yeah. I'm not confident. But I'm gonna go and, inbounds. And Russ has got to stop kissing these babies, man. Stop yep, running for stop kissing these babies. <laughs> all right, next we're here, Britt. Uh, the Jets will make the playoffs with Zach Wilson at QB. Inbounds or out of bounds. I'm, I'm gonna go inbounds on this one. I think that defense is stout. That is one heck of a defense. And like I said at the beginning of the show, I think they're the top defense in this league because they just hit on all cylinders. Um, oh man, I'm gonna I'm gonna go inbounds. I think, like I said, if he could do what he did um, yesterday, minus the interception, and just manage the game. I think that defense will get them far enough and they could at least get to that wild card position. I'm going to say inbounds on this one. All right. 
Jay, what say you? All right, I I gotta go out of bounds here, K Walk. As good as that defense is, um, there's only so many slots, man. And that AFC is just so stacked. There's so many good teams in the AFC that I I just think if you don't have a, a high performing quarterback, I just don't know if if your defense will be enough to get it done. So I'm gonna say they don't get in, K Walk. All right. With that, I'm staying with you on this last one, Jay, because it's kind of okay. a transition. Kirk Cousins will be traded to the Jets this season. Inbounds or out of bounds? <clears throat> Ooh, that's a good one. I'm sure the Jets wouldn't mind it, but I don't mm-hmm. know that the Vikings are going to be game for it. Uh, I'm going to say out of bounds. I think the Vikings like Kirk Cousins. They know what they're going to get in Kirk Cousins. He's not going to set the world on fire, but he's going to be somewhat consistent. I'm going to say out of bounds. All right, now just keep in mind, Jay, I don't know if this is going to sway your decision back to the, uh, out of or inbounds, but he's on his last year of his contract, and they said that they don't want us to extend him. So I don't know if that's going to change your mind there. So, you know, they might want to get something for him. I'm going to stick I'm going to stick okay. with it. I'm going to say all out right. of bounds. I'm going to stick with it. All right, cool. Britt, what say you with all that being said? <clears throat> um. I need to watch what I say because we play them on Thursday. (laughs) (laughs) I need to watch what I say. Um, mm, Interesting. I I don't know. I just think at this point with the Vikings, it's still only week one. They did make it to the playoffs last year, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, They just got beat by the Giants, I believe, right? The The Giants. Giants Mm -hmm. Um, so they still have a chance. Although we're looking at it from the outside in, saying that defense is bad, that offensive mm-hmm. line is terrible. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure they're gonna get that far. I think they still have a lot of hope, especially with T.J. Hawkinson, Jordan Addison, and of course Justin Jefferson. Um, so I'm gonna say out of bounds on this one because I think okay. they still have hope, and it's a long season. Yeah. All right. All right. Good stuff. All right. That concludes my one ticket and my inbounds out of bounds segment. So with that being said, I turn it back over to you, Jay. All right. Let's do our rant and who's balling. And then and we're going to wrap this thing up here. Uh, every week we like to do a little rant. You get one minute to just say whatever's on your mind, whatever's on your heart. Okay. Walk. I know you always got something rare in the go. So I'm going to start with you this week. What you got K walk. Yeah. I had to call an audible here because we kind of touched on my rant about the turf earlier. So I called an audible here. So hopefully this is, this is a good one. So, but I'm going to go with my man, uh, Brock Purdy here, quiet and the naysayers, naysayers. Uh, a lot of people okay. say, can Brock Purdy uh, come off that injury? Will he be the same Brock Purdy that we saw last year? Uh, there's film on Brock Purdy. Now there's film on Brock Purdy. It's not going to be the same. It's just a sophomore slump, all of that. I think, you know, it's one, only one game, one first, first game of the season, but Brock Purdy quiet those naysayers and allow a lot of people are talking about him being a top 15 quarterback. I don't want him to be in that conversation. I just wanted him to be the best quarterback on the best. I mean, the quarterback on the best team, but so to, to the naysayers, just, uh, uh, just respect that man and his competitiveness and his confidence for sure. So to the naysayers, Keep watching, keep hating, and then for those lovers, keep loving. <clears throat> yeah, you know, I was impressed with Purdy. He, he, I thought he played really well on Sunday. If he can keep that up, for sure, okay, Walt, no no question about that. All I right, I'm going to go – oh, go ahead, Britt. I, I just want to yeah, yeah. I got – look, I got to give Purdy uh, credit. Um, I don't know if he's this all-world elite quarterback as far as – like we, 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 talk, we spoke about it earlier, yeah, but right. he's consistent – and he yep. executes. He does what he's supposed to do, and that's what you look for in a quarterback, regardless right. of age and experience. 
Just do yep. what we ask you to do. And that's what he does. Yeah. That's why I keep that. winning. I 100% agree with that. Uh, I'm going to go next. The SEC, ladies and gentlemen, the SEC is no longer the best conference in college football. Turn them um, off. Turn them off. They have one great team. Turn them off. Georgia, Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> they have one great team, the Georgia Bulldogs. Alabama <laughs> lost to Texas. Texas A&M got spanked by Miami. Florida got beat up by Utah. LSU lost to Florida State. South Carolina lost to North Carolina. They're four and one against the ACC. They're they're one and four against the ACC this year. Georgia is probably the best team in the country, and the rest of the SEC is no different than any other conference in college football. The SEC no longer reigns supreme in college football. So disrespectful. Okay, well. <laughs> so disrespectful. <laughs> my Stephen A. Smith voice. So disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the best conference thing? You know who he's going to say. You go to agree Listen, with him too. I, I would probably say the Big Ten because you got Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State all ranked in the top seven right now. Uh, but the Pac-12 is playing great right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I just I, and even if we want to say you know they're all kind of even, I'm I'm cool with that too. But I just. The the rain like the SEC being dominant like that's over. I I just don't see it. it the it's not in the results at least anyway. It, on the field, it just hasn't happened for them this year. I, I was with you when you said the rain was over for Alabama and Nick Saban, but when you talk about my conference as a whole, <laughs> man, you know, got to come to the rescue. That and, and I, I should say like by over, I don't mean it's a bad conference. I get what you're I just I just don't think it's any better than any of the other ones anymore. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, it, it did not. It, he was listening to all the teams because I, I forgot about half those teams was in the SEC as bad yeah. as they are. No They've disrespect. All lost in the first it does not sound that great, <laughs> K-Walk. I'm sorry. It doesn't sound that great. Now, if you would have said yeah. like five, ten years ago, that's a different story. But now. Yes. What does yeah. Big Ten have after yeah. after Ohio they State, guys, Michigan, and, and, and Penn State? Who are they at? Was that two well, more better teams? That's what I'm saying. Alabama's still up there. Alabama may not be Alabama of old, but they're still up there. Yeah, they're still a good team. But, you know, Iowa's not a bad football team. They're they're ranked in the top 25. <laughs> well, they're ranked, <laughs> man. They're ranked in the top 25. But, that, but see, that's what I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not saying the Big Ten is, like, superior. I'm just saying, like, you can't – like, you can't hang – Alabama got spanked by Texas. A&M. Miami beat them. We saw what Florida did to um, Florida State did to LSU. Like, I mean, the proof is in the games to me. Like, every big game they've lost this year. Utah spanked the Gator. Like, when are they going to win one of these big games? That that's that's all I'm asking. When are they going to win one of these games? Now, what they're going to do is they're going to go play each other, and then oh, Ole Miss. No, they they've lost every important non-conference game in the first two weeks of the season. Okay, well, you don't disagree with that, do you? God. Hey, that's, that's out of bounds, man. That's out of bounds. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Britt, what you got for us? Okay, <laughs> well, um, put me out of bounds on that. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to shout out this young man because he had a rough, rough uh, uh, all season at, right after his college season. Um, going through it, wasn't sure if he'll get drafted uh, in the top 10. And I'm, I'm going to say what I got to say. Jalen freaking Carter. Um, 
this man in his first NFL game played very, very well. I was thoroughly impressed. I think he had, what, seven or eight pressures on a quarterback, one sack. They could not stop this young man. Um, although I didn't appreciate how the Eagles played. They got to get it together. But they did the same thing last year in week one as well. Um, that man can play. Them them two young Georgia Bulldogs are, are, are ferocious, and I like it. So I just want to give hats off to them, and hopefully they can keep building and keep heading in the right direction. Um so that that young man, I don't know how he dropped to number nine. We got lucky off for that one. Yeah, there's gonna be a lot of teams that regret not picking him. Like all those mm-hmm. teams that passed, they're mm-hmm. they're gonna regret right. that for sure. All right, y'all, let's do who's balling and get out of here every week. We want to shout mm-hmm. out a team player or a coach, someone that's just been absolutely getting it done. Um, Britt, I'm gonna start with you this week. Who who you got for us? Who who's balling this week? I mentioned him uh, earlier in the show. Uh, I got to shout him out. Jordan Whitehead, the safety from the Buffalo Bills. Three picks on a supposed top 10 uh, Bills, Josh Allen. Um, Boy, he was just picking them off left and right. Pick, pick, pick. He was just showing up. So I got to give him credit. Plus, he got the check. to go in the bank and definitely cashed. Um, Right. uh, So Jordan Whitehead. You were balling. Absolutely. Absolutely. He is making plays. And when you have sauce on the others, you know, when you have sauce out there and people aren't really going to test him a lot, Mm -hmm. he's going to have a lot of opportunities to make a lot of plays. So he he balled out for sure. What you got for us, K-Walt? All right. I got my man, uh, Mr. Levin, uh, big one, one, Brandon Ayuk from the uh, San Francisco 49ers went out there and did his thing, man. Eight catches, um, 129 yards and two touchdowns. And just did it in a fashion, man. He had a great camp. He came out and said that, you know, he's going to take off this year. And in his words, and he did everything. Uh, he did he did every part of it um, to start off, man. I mean, big play after big play, big catch after big catch. I mean, even took the, the median uh, catches and turned them to big catches. So my man Brandon Nayuk was absolutely balling. Yeah, no, no question about that. Okay, well, that, that whole squad was balling. Um, I got to shout out my Cowboys, man, um, to, to come out and, and put 40 on the Giants. Giants don't score a point. I mean, that that looked like something you see in like a week one college football game yeah. when you're playing mm-hmm. against an opponent that you just completely overmatch. That's how the Cowboys made the Giants look on Sunday night. So those Dallas Cowboys, man, whew, they were absolutely <laughs> Balling, man, they were balling. And Ooh. shout out to Brianna, uh, Brianna Stewart for winning the uh, WNBA I did see that, the, uh, I did see that today. She, yep. she aged, she edged out Asia Wilson, uh, yeah, by one vote. So, shout out yeah. to her. And can, uh, uh, and can yeah. we shout out Sabrina for breaking the record? I know it was a while ago she broke mm-hmm. it, but I don't think we ever said she broke the three point record. Um, I, you know, I can't say her last name, so I'm not even going to try. Mm-hmm. But oh, the yeah. point is, let's shout out our New York Liberty K-Walk. New York <laughs> yes, Liberty, New let's Liberty. go. Stand up. Yeah. Liberty, I, Liberty, think, Liberty. I think the playoffs start either tomorrow or Friday. I know they start this mm-hmm. week for sure. So we got some stuff to look forward to there as well, because hopefully our teams end up in the uh, championship. But I don't know, man. My aces don't look great right now, so we'll, we'll kind of see how that thing shakes out. All right, K-Walk, <laughs> let the people know. Uh, where they can find you, if there's anything you're looking forward to this weekend before we get out of here. 
Yes, for sure. On uh, Instagram, guys, you can catch me at Kevin.Walker142. On uh, Facebook, Kevin Walker. Twitter, at Kevin Walker142. And tomorrow night, uh, you can catch me and my buddy uh, Eric Scott on Sports Talk with K Walker and E. Scott. Never had us do a good sports radio from 7 to 9. Those links will be on our, our uh, on those pages I mentioned. And also, it'll be anywhere that you catch, you know, you, you have your podcast. Again, that's, uh, look it up. It's never had us do a good sports radio um, and Sports Talk with K Walker and E. Scott. This week, I'm looking forward to more football, man. More football, more football, more football. Especially starts off Thursday night between the Vikings and the Eagles. Going to be a very interesting game uh, for sure. The Eagles want to make an improvement on what they look like against the Patriots. And obviously, the Vikings want to get into the win column. So I'm going to be tuned into that for sure. Yeah, good stuff there, K-Walk. Uh, you guys can find me at Jason Talk Sports on all the social media platforms. Yeah, K-Walk, like you, man, just looking forward to more and more football as we get into you know week two of the NFL and week three of college football. Just a lot to yeah. look forward to. I, that's all I did, man, all day Saturday, all yeah, day man. Sunday was just had two and three screens going yeah. and just watching yeah, as much football as I could. So that's kind of what my weekends are going to look like for the next three yeah. months. So I was um, in a football stupor, Jay. I was in a football stupor. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Me too. Me too. Britt, what say you? Well, I don't know how NBA fans feel about this, but it looks like it's breaking news. Damian Lillard has been traded to the Miami Heat. Wow. Oh, wow. 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 No, I'm lying, bro. I'm lying. Oh, oh Britt. Brit, I was I about to say. I'm lying. I'm lying. I'm lying. breaking news here right now. Nah, I'm, I, I looked at my phone. Yeah, phone. Let me check just to make sure. <laughs> my phone. Let me look at my phone here. Before I get here, excited. K-Walk didn't no, see just... the alert. You know K-Walk. Nah, there you go. You know for a fact. Right. No. Well, it should be coming soon, maybe. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But. Um, no, so you guys can find me. I figure I just play a little prank towards Don't do that. Show. Don't play with my heart like that. <laughs> play with my emotions. Play with my emotions. <laughs> um, no, you guys can find me on Instagram, Twitter, um, TikTok, whether thread, whatever else is at Brittany Monique. It's all at Brittany Monique, of course. I'm at the bottom of my screen. What I'm looking forward to, absolutely football. Um, baseball is coming to the end. I hope the Phillies can make it to the playoffs. They in, the, they in the first wild card spot. Let's see where that goes. I'm not sure. They go up and down real fast. Um, but football, of course, my team plays on Thursday. I hope they improve. They should improve. They better improve. It's going to be very interesting. But I am looking forward to seeing Jalen Carter to see if he could imp- uh, capitalize again for the second straight, straight game. So that's what I'm looking forward to. All right. Good stuff, Britt. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate you guys listening to the Sideline Speaks. Do us a favor, hit that like button, hit that share button, let people know about us. Again, we're trying to grow this thing as best we can. It takes all of your support in order to do that. You could also catch us on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, and also Google Podcasts. So check us out there. And we'll be back here live next week, 7 p.m. So for Brittany Jones and Kevin Walker, I'm Jason Collins, and we'll see you next week. Go Eagles! All right, y'all. Good stuff.